Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight in my Talking Points, how politics seems more like a fairy tale and less like something we recognize. You know, I've always believed that there are possibilities, endless possibilities in almost every capacity. And for the most part, that's true. But when it comes to politics, one does not have to truly rely on the impossible, but on the probable. Now, the probability of getting through this impeachment inquiry hearing BS is, well, not going to happen anytime soon. They're wasting taxpayers' 
time and money once again to pull another Russia probe. Only this time it's Ukraine. Today's uh, situation in the uh, committee hearings is nothing more than a joke. I mean, let's face the reality. What happened today was a laugh and not a very good one. So what I think is going to happen here, what, what I see happening and what I see coming down the pipe is when this fails, when this backfires, and I have a gut feeling it's going to backfire big time on the Democrats, well, it's going to take a lot more than what they bargained for. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take the combined efforts of the American people who are sick and tired of this dog and pony show, for the lack of a better thing to call it, and tell these elected officials, these members of Congress and the members of the Senate, all Democrat, I might add, to sit them down and make them understand that they're acting like spoiled brats. They're acting like children. I get tweets on my cell phone from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And you're probably wondering, well, why are you monitoring their tweets? Good Lord. Not that I want to. Not that I really have a choice. But let's face the reality. It's between those two jackwads that we're getting all this bullshit in the first place. Let me point out that Senator Schumer wants the universal background check thing to pass the Senate. Whoops. Sorry, Senator Schumer. But as I've pointed out on numerous occasions, my audience and I are in full agreement. Either this impeachment inquiry nonsense is put out to pasture once and for all, or come re-election for many of your Democrat brethren... It's going to be lights out. Sayonara. Goodbye. You get voted out of office. I know. You don't want to believe that. But you know what? The American people are sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And what a great idea this would be if the American people, and I suspect there's a lot out there listening right now, put their heads together and said, Stop this impeachment bullshit or get voted out of office. Your call. Your choice. Oh, and by the way, that's not just for the Senate Democrats. That is for the congressional Democrats, too. Oops. If you think I'm bluffing, I'm not. I'm calling on every American who's registered to vote from California to New York and all points in between. It's time to send a message to the Congress and the Senate once and for all. Capitol Hill needs a wake-up call. It needs to know that we are sick and tired of the bullshit. That we have had enough and we are not going to sit idly by while they tear this nation apart. Now, what's it going to be, Democrats? It's your call. The ball is in your court. I suggest you play ball 
or you're going to be on the outside looking in going, why didn't I win my re-election? Believe me, it'll suck. Worse than a broken Hoover vacuum cleaner to have to lose your seat. Can you dig where I'm coming from, Democrats? Do you hear what I'm saying, Democrats? Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend this broadcast all over the world on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is time, as always, for the rest of the story. All right, America, at all points in between, wherever you happen to be, wherever you are, welcome to Firefox News Online. <sighs> For those of you watching on the video platforms, bear with me. Uh, kind of putting together a new video look, slightly new, a little different. But uh, in order for this to work, uh, I'm going to have to finagle it a little. Which means you're, I'm going to have to ask for your kind indulgence, because I, well, kind of got wrapped up in something, so I couldn't quite fix it. So, we'll fix it on the fly. Live on the air. And you get to see a little bit of a razzle-dazzle with this, you know. Uh, anyway. I trust everyone's having a really, really, really good day. Mine has not been the greatest. But I suppose it could be worse. Now, of course, things could always be worse. Now, you're you're seeing this new uh this new video side as you can see it's a work in progress uh i think i think we got it nope not quite the top is just a little off There. I kind of wanted to uh, have a little more even room, so to speak. Hmm. You know what? Lose the chapeau. Ah. I dropped my hat on the floor. Well, it could be worse, I suppose. <laughs> uh, my name is going to go in here eventually at, at some point. I'll probably put that in there along with the phone number, uh, you know. And tomorrow I'm going to work on this a little better, so everything is in place. Because I have a video set up for interviews, a spot for my name, a spot for their name. Putting it together, it's getting there. Hey, listen, 
I've been doing this stuff for 11 years on internet radio. Now I'm doing the video side of it more often, so it's kind of a work in progress. <laughs> hey, listen, Rome wasn't built in a day. Of course, then again, uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but this ain't Rome. Go figure. Uh, pardon me. Uh, and for those of you who are noticing, yes, I am growing a beard. Somewhat of a somewhat new look. And red seems to go work perfectly with this studio for now. Uh, like I said, it's a work in progress. Now, for those of you on the phone lines at 347 945 Well, just hang in there, please. That's all I'm asking. Just bear with me. <clears throat> I will get to the phone lines in just a hot New York minute. way I see it is this. We got time. Now I'm going to say something and I'm hoping that there are people that pay attention to this. I cannot do overtime tonight. So if you're not here when when I by the time I get ready to go off the air, actually if you're not here for the first by the by the by the rolling of this first hour. You'll be up the creek without a paddle and no boat to row. Sorry. It's just that simple. Now then. Just one thing missing. Hold on a second here. Uh, something's missing. Two things are missing. So let's see. Uh, if you're watching on the video side, it is... about right now let me see here you know a lot of what what I do uh, for the video side um, is some of it is experimental I like to have different views different abilities different setups some kind of the same, but not the same. Okay? I know that, sound, that may sound strange, but uh, 
you know, it's just some things will look will look the same to some and you know but it is what it is. There we go. Well, now there's only one thing left. Only I'm not sure where to put it. I guess the clock can be foregone because I have it on this view. Oopsie. I was broadcasting the uh, impeachment hearings uh, today and I forgot to put that away. Now, this is one view that you're, you've normally seen, but I haven't gotten around. I may put the clock in the same spot where you see it currently on this version of it. <clears throat> I just haven't decided yet. <clears throat> Although I may put it in the, uh, let me put it right about here inside the box with me. It's a work in progress, folks. Trust me, it's a work in progress. 347-945-5747. All you got to do is dial the digits. Well, as I said a moment ago, the impeachment hearings went on again today. Uh, but, you know, based on what I saw... And what I heard, the Democrats are running into a big problem. They're running into a big letdown. <laughs> Their own witnesses are uh, kind of giving them not what they wanted. Yeah. I sat back here and I watched this as I broadcasted the uh, the hearings today. Uh, by the way, best opportunity to view the, uh, the archive of this would be to go to our Periscope channel. That's periscope.tv slash FFNO. That's periscope.tv slash FFNO. Uh, there you will find the uh, both the, the the day the morning session and the afternoon session of the impeachment hearings. Um, the morning session I did not get in its entirety. I do apologize for that, but I I got as much as I did, and of course the afternoon session I got pretty much from the start. And believe me when I tell you. Even when you miss something, you still get quite a bit. So I would suggest America taking a look at this because the spectacle that I saw today was absolutely nerve-wracking. It was 
the kind of thing that you really don't want to be seeing. Uh, I, I know how difficult it is for a broadcaster to have to uh, put this stuff out there and, and constantly have to battle with the demons and powers that be, you know, to, to try and get all of this in there. Now, of course, uh, I limited myself in the second broadcast of the hearings uh, in my commentary because I wanted to save something for tonight. And uh, to say the least, it's never easy because there are times when I feel like I have to bite my tongue. So let me see if I can paint you a very uh, curious picture. The Democrats believe that they have enough evidence or they are starting to compile the evidence necessary to draft articles of impeachment against President Trump on the case of bribery. But even the, the, two, the two witnesses that were, that were testifying on Capitol Hill today did not see how bribery could be in there because they didn't see bribery in it. The phone call between Zelensky and Trump. This was the kind of insanity that we got hit with. This was the stupidity that our elected officials have put us through. I know that politicians are like diapers, always full of shit. Oh, wait a minute. There's a new word, a new dirty word that we're using nowadays on this broadcast. They're full of shift. We're not going to be saying, we're going to, we may say it still, but full of shift. Sounds better than full of shit. Because Adam Schiff is definitely full of shift. You know, I nicknamed AOC Bug Eyes. Somebody nicknamed her Bug Eyes. Right? I think I think I was the one who actually started that deal. Yeah, old Bug Eyes has a Democrat cousin, Peter Lurie Eyes. Yeah, because he sits there and he. He looks like he's ready to talk to like Peter. He should be talking like Peter Laurie. <laughs> I can't open my eyes that wide. I mean, you'd have to piss me off big time and get me to turn as red as this shirt before I could. No, 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 no. You don't want that, though. So 
the bug-eyed twins must be enjoying their each other's company. So, kind of makes you wonder, don't it? Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Come join the conversation, the discussion about uh, what happened in today's impeachment inquiry hearings. So, by all means, call up, join me, 347-945-5747. While I await the arrival of some of the uh, regulars that call into my broadcast... give you some very horrifying news out of Bellefontaine, Ohio. An Ohio woman accused of suffocating her three sons out of jealousy at the attention given them by her husband, who was once her mother's boyfriend, pleaded guilty Tuesday in the boys' deaths and was sentenced to 37 years in prison. Defendant Brittany Pilkington had been scheduled for trial early next year. The guilty pleas to involuntary manslaughter and murder took the death penalty off the table. Pilkington's Three-month-old son, Noah, was found dead in August 2015 in the couple's apartment in Belfontaine in western Ohio. A four-year-old son, Gavin, had died in April 2015, and another infant, Nayal, had died in July 2014. Logan County prosecutors said the Belfontaine woman confessed the day Noah was found to killing the boys, saying she was jealous of the attention her husband paid to their sons, but not to her and her daughter. Pilkington initially pleaded not guilty to aggravated murder charges. Prosecutors had sought genetic testing for for Pilkington to rule out genetic disorders as a cause of death for the three boys. Judge Mark Connor ordered that Pilkington's sentences run back-to-back because of the seriousness of the crimes, a move advocated by prosecutors. Logan County Prosecutor Eric Stewart said the sentence would bring justice and closure to this tragic case and protect the community from the defendant. He noted that one of the state's own experts said the death penalty wasn't appropriate due to Pilkington's mental defects. 
Kilkington, 27, suffered lead poisoning as a child, followed by years of physical and sexual abuse, with no intervention by authorities, said Court Gatterden, one of her attorneys, her parents, social service agencies, and schools all failed to protect her, he said. A scan identified brain damage. Sadly, she's safer living in a, living a better life in jail than on the outside. Gatterden said, calling his client irreparably damaged. Attorney Tina McFall, reading a statement on behalf of Pilkington, said she loves and misses all of her children and grieves for them every day. Pilkington's husband, Joseph Pilkington, pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor charge of sexual imposition for having sex with his wife before they were married when she was underage. He originally was charged with sexual battery for beginning a sexual relationship with Pilkington, who was two decades younger and impregnating her in 2009 when she was 17. He'd had a romantic relationship with Pilkington's mother prior to that, and his indictment indicated he had been living with Pilkington as a sort of stepfather for years. He wasn't a suspect in the boys' deaths. The Associated Press generally doesn't name people who are victims of sexual assault, but is identifying Brittany Pilkington because her name and image were widely published following her arrest in the deaths of her three sons. Noah died less than a week after he was returned from protective custody on a judge's order. The prosecutor said authorities didn't have any evidence of a crime in the earlier deaths, and no one could have predicted the remaining son would die. You know, back when I was a kid, I remember, you know, all too often, you know, hearing about kids, you know, eating paint chips and shit like that. And thank God I didn't do that shit. Lord knows I'm, I'm, I'm grateful every day that I was smart enough not to eat the paint chips off the walls. But not every kid has, you know, good common sense when they're little. I mean, let's face it, they're little kids. They're, they're curious. But unfortunately, I don't see this as a viable defense when it comes to the murder of three innocent children. No, this is inexcusable. Now, 
Should the father be held accountable? If he had knowledge of the crimes and he knew that she had committed the murders each time, then he should be charged as an accessory. But if he had no knowledge of it, he truly did not know that she was capable of doing this. Well, that's a different matter altogether. Now, isn't it? Joining me on the phone line from the Lone Star State, my buddy Gunslinger. For the 10 of 11 years I've been on this broadcast, this man has made it a point to stop on in every single time. And... I really do enjoy when he shows up because, listen, we don't always get along. I mean, we do argue from time to time. But, look, the man still comes back and and, 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 and gives me a ration of shit once in a while just to keep me honest. Did I just say that? I guess I did. <laughs> but, hey, Gunslinger's a good guy, you know. He's, he's, he's one of my many core listeners that call in on a regular, on a fairly regular basis. Uh, he's more regular than everybody, but well, you get the idea. Uh, by the way, folks, if you're in if you're in the Lone Star State, you get on his property. You don't belong there. If you're a thug with an ugly mug, he's got slugs in a 357 Magnum that says, "Get the fuck out of Dodge, son." So take my advice. Don't. Fuck with my friend Gun. How you doing there, bud? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, it's looking a lot like spring. It was almost 80 degrees today, believe it or not. I almost fainted. <laughs> How about that? 80 degrees. Can you believe that? Wow. Well, if you'd like, you know, 80 degrees in Texas? Ooh, that sounds like nice. Like I said, if you don't like Texas weather, wait five fucking minutes and it'll change. Most time it does. You know, hell, it could be snowing tomorrow. Who knows? You know, <laughs> that crazy weather. That quick, huh? Yeah, that quick. Yep. That's it. I don't know. So, did you catch any of the uh, of the circus today? I just watched a few minutes of it, and it was, you know, like I said, it was a circus. You know, there ain't no doubt about that. The clowns are in town. There's no doubt about it. And it's just amazing that these people are continuing with this when they know damn well they don't have any evidence. The man didn't do nothing, okay? I mean, it's, you know, they're trying to make things into something out of nothing. And... (laughs) So far, they do a pretty good, lousy job at it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, kind of talks behind doors and everything. You're the president. I mean, you're running the most biggest, powerfulest country in the whole fucking planet. Uh, gee whiz. Uh, you want to go out to the, to the outhouse? I mean, come on. But uh, anything illegal or anything that's jeopardized is integrity or the safety of the country? No, he ain't done a fucking thing. <laughs> okay. Actually, he's done the opposite. He's done more good than, well, any presidents in my lifetime, and I'm 55. Okay. So, that'll tell you something right there. Okay. Yeah, you know, JFK and Reagan, they did they did a lot of good things, but I, Trump tops them all. Okay. Uh, I, you know, look at the, what, what he's done. 
I mean, it's pretty clear, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I think um, I, I think when it comes to to because you and I are in the same age group. I mean, we're, for for God's sakes, we're the same. We're from the same generation. Uh, you know, I, I go. You and I can both look back to to the Nixon era. Okay, go back as far as that, uh, and look at that and say, you know, because, and, and and you've heard me say this, gunslinger. I, I've said this. I don't know how many times. Uh, they try to compare the impeachment of Nixon and Clinton to this. And there is no comparison. Uh, they started the impeachment inquiry against Richard Nixon, but he resigned before the process could play out. So he wasn't actually formally impeached. But yet the Democrats would have you believe otherwise. You know? And then, of course, there's Bill Clinton. Well, yeah, he, he lied under oath. He lied under oath. So by lying under oath, it became an impeachable offense. President Trump, however, and, and you said it you said it yourself, and I agree with you, he's done nothing to warrant this. You know, I've looked at the transcript from his July twenty fifth phone call with Zelensky over and over and over again. And the same thing that I've seen each time, okay, the same thing I've seen each time, has, I've seen again and again. The call seemed pretty, pretty much, you know, dull. It was a phone call between two world leaders. All right? But they're trying to use that phone call as being the basis now for bribery charges. But two of the witnesses interviewed today during the during the Intel hearings, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. Okay, and here's why. Because they were asked in this phone call, did you see anything that points to bribery? They both said no. Whoops. Kind of blows the blows the lid right off the fucking kettle for the Democrats donut gun. Their own witnesses just fucked them up with that one simple question. Yeah, they just they 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 shot themselves in the foot. Okay, uh, this, but in the beginning, they they already shot themselves in the foot. Okay, just like that, you know, the Glock walk. Okay, uh, if you don't know what you're doing when you're carrying a Glock, you'll probably shoot yourself in the foot. Okay, and that's happened many times. So uh, it's the same thing. Uh, they just they just torpedoed themselves. Okay, nobody had to do it for them. I think it's fucking hilarious. When you have a group like that, that is so 
they know the word, but stupid, okay, to continue down a path, okay. Now, if we was back in the kings and queens days and everything, they might have got away with that bullshit. Today, it's a little bit different, okay. They were elected to go to that public house, okay, because we own it, okay, the people owns that house and Congress and Senate and the whole nine yards. It's we the people, okay. And last time I checked, that's me, you, and everybody in this country, okay. We send them there to do a job, okay. Well, they're not doing their job, okay. Instead of working with the president, I don't give a fuck who it is. could be Santa Claus, don't make a fuck, okay, and trying to even improve things even more. Can you imagine if these demo dumb fucks would start cooperating and start working with the president? Can you imagine what this country could be? In just a relatively short time, no one man has to do it. He has to go out there and get you know a little bit of money here from this and this, and get the army and all that shit to build that wall and everything. When the Democrats, demo rats, dumb fuck rats, they were all for it. What four years ago, five years ago? Okay, they were all for. It. Even Piglosi was even for it, and Frankenstein was all for it. Okay, but all of a sudden, just because Trump is in there. All of a sudden, they just fucking did a th- complete 360. Okay? Uh, does that show that they're kind of, in my book, that's being anti-American? They're commies. They're, that's the new party in this country, is the Democratic Communist Party. Okay? They all should be kicked out of the country. Okay? <laughs> Thank God that I'm not in charge. They would have been already kicked out. Okay? And brought up on treason charges. It's one of the two. Probably treason charges, I imagine. Okay, because that's exactly what they're doing to this country. They're selling this country out by not doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, immigration, building the walls, securing the country, jobs, creating jobs, blah, 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 you know, the whole nine yards. Proof is in the pudding, mm-hmm. isn't it? <laughs> yep, go ahead. <laughs> you think? Yep. You think? <laughs> Look, I... I, I... <laughs> I don't know how many how many ways there is to say it, but the Democrats are about as smart as a busted light bulb. Okay, they're they're not the the sharpest knives in the drawer. God knows they they could stand to learn a few things, but they haven't even got the brains God gave them. To realize that this whole farce, this impeachment hoax, is just that. It's a fucking hoax. They've tried everything they could think of. Everything. They've tried... They, they, they tried to nail him for Russia collusion. Obstruction of justice. Wait a minute, how can you have obstruction of justice when he didn't do anything to obstruct? Then the Mueller probe. Two and a half fucking years of the Mueller probe. A waste of anywhere between 30 and $40 million in tax dollars. And you know what they got for their trouble? Oh, they got people put in jail. But Gunslinger, did any of the people they put in jail actually had anything to do with 
Russia collusion? No. Not a single charge that they went to jail for was over Russian collusion. So all that shit with the Mueller probe was just that. Shit. Then we find out that they've been talking impeachment since Inauguration Day 2017. Interesting. That Mark S. Zaid would be talking impeachment. Way back then. Hmm. And he's a lawyer. So kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it, Gunn? Mark Zaid called it a coup. It does raise the specter of, of this. It raises it a lot because think about it. This is a coup. Okay? And when you're talking about a coup, and a coup is to take over, is, is to overthrow a legitimate government, or did I miss something in, in, uh, his, in, in world history class? Go ahead. Oh, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't miss anything in history. History class, obviously. Uh, it is a coup. Okay, that's good. That's exactly what the definition is. Okay, that's what they're trying to do. They are trying to overthrow the government. The Democrats are. Okay, so that is that means that you are guilty of treason. That's when. That's what. That's go look up the definition of the of the uh, crime of treason. When one tries to overthrow the government. Illegitimately, illegally, or whatever it is. Okay, I mean there is a time that if it becomes too tyrannical, you know that's what the Second Amendment's for in the Constitution. Well, you have a right to throw off the government and establish new. Okay, hasn't got to that point yet. Thank God. Hopefully it won't ever. But the founding fathers put that clause in there just in the event that something was to go haywire and this government became tyrannical. Okay. Then you go in there and throw them out, okay, and reestablish new government, okay. The way it's that's the way it's supposed to be, okay. But these people, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to transform the government into their way of thinking solely. <laughs> that's treason. If that ain't treason, I'll, I'll, I'll eat my socks. Go ahead. Well, I think I think yeah. Let me try that again. I think the, uh, the the idea that they could uh, <clears throat> get away with something like this um, and the fact that it's getting past the American people 
is mind-boggling, to say the least. Um, I, I, I kind of quest. I have to question the media's involvement in all of this. I mean, think about it for a moment, Gunslinger, because now we're talking about a single-minded purpose. Okay? A single-minded purpose. They want to overthrow a sitting, a, a legitimate sitting president by masterminding a coup. Now think about this. Think about this a lot. Not just you, Gunslinger, but everyone listening and watching uh, out there right now. Think about the ramifications of what the Democrats are trying to do. Now, if it is, if it comes out in the wash that they are guilty of fostering a coup to overthrow a sitting president, well, doesn't that, and maybe it's me, but I, I would think that that constitutes treason. Or am I, or am I missing something here? No, you're not missing. You're not missing a thing. Uh, yeah, it does constitute treason. They are committing treason by trying to overthrow a sitting president that which has done nothing. Okay, and they they should be they should be rounded up. Somebody should go in there with with about a I don't know two three cases of handcuffs and take these some bitches to jail. I mean, if you did that. Uh, gee whiz, you'd already be on your way to Leavenworth, okay? Go out there and don't have a, your seatbelt on, and they'll take you to jail for that. But yet they're allowing this bullshit to go on. Did I miss something here? I mean, you can't say that, right? You go out there and not wear your seatbelt, you can actually go to jail. They can actually arrest you for it. But yet they're letting this get this debacle go through. Did I miss something? I don't think I did. But. No, I don't think you did. Honestly, I don't think you did at all. Because at the end of the day, this is what it comes down to. They're trying to completely delegitimize, okay, Completely delegitimize a sitting president's uh, agenda. They're trying to destroy the man personally, and yet they think it's okay. Oh well, yeah, we we're justified in our righteous in our righteous in the, in, the, in our righteous actions. And blah, 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 you know, come on. The holier-than-thou bullshit went out the window with the baby in the bathwater over a century ago. So, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's just me, but 
one would think that there has to be a smart person out there to see through all this bullshit. Now, Gunslinger, I'll ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. Now, think about this for a minute. Okay? Let's say for the sake of this discussion, okay, let's say for the sake of discussion that we're right, that this is exactly what the Democrats are trying to do. Okay? How do we convince the people in this country to open their eyes and see the reality that's out there, the writing that's on the wall? How do we convince them? When they they listen to the mainstream media... I mean, they're getting sick and tired of the bullshit. So now the question becomes, how to convince the American people that this is what the Democrats are trying to pull off? Go ahead. Well, well, you know, it's like this. You know, you have to feed information to people in baby steps because you can't just come out and all of a sudden bitch slap them okay they would just go they wouldn't they they would just be knocked off and never never land so you got to kind of hold them by by the hand and and guide them like okay well obviously they were being woke up to, at, for some reason and cause in 2016 because president trump now is president trump okay so there was all these things that led up to that point that people were getting sick and fucking tired of being sick and fucking tired of being sick and fucking tired and being sick and fucking tired, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now they're seeing that, you know, because Trump is having to lead the sheep, okay, and most people in society are sheeple, okay, by the hand and say, look, here, look, 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 look at what they're doing to me. Okay, see? I have done nothing wrong. Here's the transcripts. Here's the, the phone calls. Everything right here. Now people are going, hmm. What are they? What are they fucking trying to do to this motherfucker? I mean, they're 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 railroading him. Okay. I'm voting for Trump. Okay. Um, there's even I read a deal from Gateway Pundit. I think a couple of days ago, three days ago, whatever it was, that there's even long-term Democrats in the government now. They're sick and tired of their own party. They even said we're voting for Trump. Okay, they're not going. They're not going to come out and say it, obviously, okay. because they're Democrats. But a sleep or a leak memo or something or some somebody got it out that they, there's a big percentage is going to be voting for Trump. Okay, the Democrats. Okay, and I don't blame them. I mean, if you if you had dog shit pile one, dog shit pile two, and dog shit pile three, et cetera, et cetera. This is the best you can do is a pile of dog shit? <laughs> People, I mean, Democrats, are you kidding me? This is the best you can do. you got somebody in there that, that wants to do away with fucking guns, get rid of the Second Amendment, wants to do all these crazy-ass things, you know, uh, butt-plug fucking cows so they don't fart anymore. 
all these tear down builders, tear down the cities, you know, and every one of them supports it. Yes, uh, yes, I will sign. I will make sure that priority. We will ban assault rifles and we'll eventually ban the guns. Yes, huh? Really? In a gun friendly country? Overall, is a gun friendly country besides your state, George, and uh, California and a few others there. They're not so friendly. But most of them are. Okay. So, are you going to try that? And, Tell me about the, it. This is the best. Yeah, this is the best they can do. I mean, uh, that's like scraping the bottom of the pond, the scum. You know, let me. You know, you ever put your hand in a pond and just at the shallow end right there and come up with all that green shit, mud and slime and all that shit? This, this is the best they can do. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. I think it's great. Good. <laughs> Look, I've said this uh, a few times here on the air. Democrats are like. Under the, the misguided impression, okay, and, and of course, you know, this, this, may, this may just be me. That's my Keurig if you're listening to that, in the back, that noise in the background. All right, and I do apologize for the Keurig being so noisy, uh, but it is noisy. The, the fact is, okay, we, we, look, we have a stake in what happens to our country. We all do. And I think at the end of the day, we're going to have to say to, you know, to these, to these, these jack, these jack, these jack, these jack knuckleheads that they're losing people in their own party who are saying, well, we're not going to vote for them motherfuckers. We're going to vote for Trump. Whoops. When you've got dem- when you've got registered Democrats saying, we're voting Trump. Fuck you. Well, that kind of raises the bar a little, doesn't it? It raises the bar just a little bit. All right. You know what? We're going to take this opportunity to grab a break. And the reason we can do that is because, well, we can do that. We'll be back in just a moment with more Firefox News Online on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox News Online Broadcast Network. I am Vito Corleone. I am the Godfather. Inviting you to join my good friend, George Sinzer, for more news and topic discussion on Firefox News Online here on blogtalkradio.com. But rather than I tell you about it, George, you tell them about it. Thank you, Vito. Join me as we continue with more Firefox News Online on blogtalkradio.com in just a few moments. And you can join us live on the air at 347-945-5747. Or you can contact us via Skype. Hey, listen. The Godfather will tell you. We are the best in the business 
On October 6, 2012, we managed to garner over 10,000 archive and live listens combined. Now, if that's not an accomplishment, I don't know what is. So, as I pass it back to the Godfather, be sure to join us, won't you? Vito? Thank you, George. Ladies and gentlemen, George just made you an offer you cannot refuse. We'll be right back in just a few moments. For the people of the state of New York, it is, for me, a distinct honor to have served my country through the State Defense Force, the New York Guard. If you're a New York State resident, please take a listen to this public service announcement for the New York Guard. And believe me when I tell you, Serving your country through a state defense force is making a difference. Take a listen, folks. Hi, I'm Sergeant George Senzer, honorably discharged veteran of the state defense force, the New York Guard. Now, I've got a few questions for you. First of all, are you at least 18 years of age or older? Second of all, are you in reasonably good health? But most important of all, Are you a New York State resident looking to serve your country? If you are, then have I got a great idea for you. Join the New York Guard. The New York Guard is a state defense force operated and funded by the state of New York through the Division of Military and Naval Affairs. And the New York Guard has a long and illustrious history dating back as far as World War I. I served two tours of active duty with the New York Guard on September 11, 2001, the day of the most horrendous attack on our nation since Pearl Harbor. I was proud to serve with the New York Guard. I served with them for six years, and I made a difference. You can too. Make a difference. Join the New York Guard today. Go to www.dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. That's dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. Click on the link, Enlistment Resources, download the recruitment package, fill out the application, send it back, and be sure to contact the recruiters letting them know that you have a desire to serve and that you've sent back the completed application. The New York Guard, New York State's Defense Force, protecting the residents of the state of New York and helping them through emergencies and times of natural disaster. Join the New York Guard today and make a difference. Okay, kids, gather around. I know we haven't discussed this in a while, but uh, who remembers where we're all going to meet in case of an emergency? Um, I do. Grand Central Station. Times Square. No, silly. Higher ground. Where's that? The mountains, son. But we live in the city. Hmm, right. Good point. 
What about supplies and all that other stuff? Ah, don't you even worry. Your mom has all those canned beets somewhere in the apartment. Oh, I just remembered. I also have canned cocktail onions. What about water? We have a few gallons stored in the basement. But we don't have a basement. He means the storage unit. Where's that? 32nd and 7th. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. What time's the game on? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. A public service announcement brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. had no idea how to find each other. My husband kept the kids occupied. calling our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I felt, I felt like, like breaking we handled down and everything crying, very but well. I had to try and stay calm. The, the whole experience, experience was fine. Was the most frightening ten hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of like, like a little family adventure. Every mother hopes will never happen to her. I remember, I remember the, the relief of being that I together. I realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm ignore and keep to the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Visit nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing... 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hey everybody, this is Toby Keith for Rad. For many of us, drunk driving is something that other people do. Certainly not someone I know. When you see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel, ask him to give up the keys. Always choose a designated driver. Music lives, you should too. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Broadcast anywhere. Firefox News Online. The FF. NOP. Radio Network. 347. 945. 5747. We're back. Lines are open. 
Broadcasting from New York, the Empire State, you're listening to Firefox News Online. And we're back here at Firefox News Online with an hour and 50 minutes remaining in the broadcast, an hour and 50 minutes left to go before we are out of here for the night. I'm George Sinzer, and this is Firefox News Online. We have been around for a long time. That's right. And we're probably going to be here for a long time to come. At least, I hope we will. But we could use some help in that department. We really could. Um, I'll tell you how you can help. All right? I'll tell you how you can help us. All right? If you go to cafepress.com slash the FFNOE store, that's cafepress.com slash the FFNOE store, and check out our official e store there, well, I'll tell you what, you'll be glad you did. Because all the stuff there has the Firefox News Online logo right on it. I mean, we're talking coffee mugs, messenger bags, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, lunch bags, hats. Hey, we even got stuff for the for an expectant mom to put on. We got shirts that she can wear, and, and by the way, Yes, the logo is strategically placed on one of the shirts right over the belly, over the baby bump. So there you go. And we even have baby bibs and burp cloths. So expectant moms, you love the show that much? Well, show it. Let it show, baby. Let it show by picking up some of this great stuff that we have here. Now, we've got we got Acrylic double wall tumblers. We've got water, sports bottles. I mean, we've got all kinds of neat stuff here. Okay. Hey. Everybody carries keys. We even have a key ring with the logo on it. So check out cafepress.com slash the FFNOE store. Now, all the proceeds from the sale of the, of the stuff there goes right back into the broadcast. I don't get a dime of this money. I don't get paid. What can I say? I'm a glutton for punishment? Nah. I love doing what I do. I mean, I could have I could have opted for a conference call and not be on the air like this. But half the people that I talk to wouldn't even know I exist if I had done that. Hmm. Guess I made a good decision in being on internet radio and internet video, huh, folks? So go to cafepress.com slash the FFNO eStore today, the official eStore of Firefox News Online. Ah, yes. Nothing like a little something to, you know, kind of razzle-dazzle everybody into, you know, being a, a good sport, a good, a, good, a good help, 
Um, I mean, this broadcast has been around a long time, and I know there are there are loyal viewers and listeners out there. I hope you take it. I hope you take the opportunity to do just that. Stop by the e store. Also, by the way, folks, one thing I, I forgot to mention, uh, and this is something uh, with a more direct. Uh, that's a little more direct. Uh, a non-tax-deductible donation to help keep this broadcast afloat is also welcome. Now, there is no tax. De- 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 there is no tax. Uh, we don't have. Uh, this is not a tax-deductible donation. So, in other words, you can't take this off on your taxes. But. If you if you really like what we do here, send send you know send send us a, you know a, a fair donation uh, to PayPal.me/FirefoxNewsOnline. That's PayPal.me/FirefoxNewsOnline, all one word, and uh, join us in making this broadcast a little better because. If we can raise enough money, I can put some money into this broadcast to get a better light package. Yeah. Kind of need a better light package. Right now I'm using two standing floor lamps and a table lamp. <clears throat> if you think I'm kidding, I'll take a picture one day and show it to you folks. I'm not kidding. Every night it's the same thing. Turn off the table lamp. Turn off. Stand up. Turn off the two floor lamps. And that's after I shut down the computers. So, PayPal.me/slash/FirefoxNewsOnline, where you can send a, a non-tax deductible donation. That, in other words, you cannot. It's not tax deductible, so you can't take it off on your taxes. Uh, but if you again do like what we do here, that's another way to help us out. All right. Okie dokie. Eh. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, you like that? My stomach is grumbling. Wow. Ain't that a hit in the head. See? And I don't even know if you heard that, folks. I know this microphone that I have in front of me is sensitive. You don't see the microphone, but it's there. Uh, and see, here's the, the pop filter. I keep it down low so this way you don't have to see it. You can barely see my headphones on my head. They're kind of disappearing. But they're there. All right, all right, all right. Close that. Hey, I see Billy joined us in the chat room. Hey, Bill. By the way, Billy, I got a question for you. You called me up one night, and you didn't even leave a message. Didn't like my outgoing voicemail message? I made it because I to have a little fun. Yeah. Anyone that has my number calls me up, and they get my voicemail. 
had to have a little fun with it, you know? No reasonable offer will be refused. Operators are standing by, and this is a one-time-only offer kind of thing, you know? Eh, like I said, you got to have fun with it. Stomach, shut up. I fed you tonight. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein, the man who, who died in prison, the guards were charged with falsifying records. That's right. And by the way, Boyd, uh, thanks. Uh, I did have this up on, on the chopping block for tonight as well. Uh, but the two, the two prison guards who were on duty during the night Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. And the jury is still out on whether he was whether he was murdered or killed himself. I'm more inclined to believe he committed suicide myself. So it doesn't matter. The the, the dude is worm food. But uh these two guards have been taken into custody. Uh, on federal charges linked to their their alleged failure to check on his well-being. Uh, the guards identified as Tova Noel and Michael Thomas have been charged with making false records and conspiring to make false records uh, and to defraud the United States by impairing the lawful functions of the Metropolitan Correctional Center, the New York City, the New York uh, facility, where Epstein was found dead on August 10th, according to which prosecutors announced. Now, as alleged, the defendants had a duty to ensure the safety and security of the of federal inmates in their care at the Metropolitan Correctional Center. U.S. Attorney, U.S. Attorney Jeffrey S. Berman said in a statement, uh, instead, they repeatedly failed to conduct mandated checks on inmates and lied on official forms to hide their dereliction of duty. Both guards surrendered themselves to authorities Tuesday morning. Uh, An indictment filed today in Manhattan Federal Court alleges that Noel and Thomas uh, repeatedly failed to complete mandated counts of prisoners under their watch in the MCC's special housing unit uh, according to a statement from the United States Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. Uh, instead, for substantial portions of their shift, Noel and Thomas sat at their desk, browsed the Internet, and moved around the common area of the SHU to conceal their failure to perform their duties. Noel and Thomas repeatedly signed false certifications attesting to having conducted multiple counts of inmates that they did not do. Well, these guys are, their careers are toast. They're fucked beyond all recognition, and they're basically looking at at prison time themselves. So, you know what? Sucks to be them. When you take on a job working in a correctional facility and you falsify records, don't expect not to get caught. What do you think? This is this is some sort of a game of tiddly fucking winks? 
Noel and Thomas were derelict in their duty. And they got caught. Oh, well. Like I said, people, it sucks to be them. How about a gun? Well, yeah, I mean, when you're, if that's your job and that's your job status is to do that and you fail to do that, well, yeah, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass, isn't it? Uh, that's, com- that's a complete failure on their part. Now, whether he is murdered, whether he was committed suicide, I'm still going 50-50 on that until I see concrete evidence like a fucking autopsy report, okay? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, like I said, you know, it's like Trump's favorite quote, you're fired, okay? If you don't do the job and you do that in secretly and it's going to come out in the wash at some point. There's going to be a paper trail, okay? When you do things like that, there's always a paper trail. That's how people get caught. That's how these people mm-hmm. get caught. There was a paper trail. Yeah, I mean, they were required to to do a, to do the standard counts of all of all prison inmates, and document said said counts, which means they had to physically get off their lazy ass and go count prisoners. How fucking hard is that? Seriously, how fucking hard is it? That's, a, that's the easiest fucking job in the world. You go count bodies. Hopefully not dead ones, but you go and count bodies. Okay? I'm sorry. This is bullshit. These fuckers got ex- are getting exactly what they deserve. You know? They're getting exactly what they deserve. They shouldn't. And you know what? If I were the if I were the corrections department, federal and state corrections, I'd start looking at the procedure at uh, for hiring people. Because now, now that's going to put every correction guard on notice. You fuck up, you're going to get screwed. Not far from where I live is the Dutchess County Jail. Do you think the correction officers that work in that jail sit on their ass and and do nothing all day? Or all shift? Do you really think for one minute that these men and women that work in in that jail are sitting down playing poker? Instead of doing their job, <laughs> I know some of the men and women that work in that in that jail, that are in the correction that are correction guards. I know these people. I got to meet some of them over the over the time I've been in this area. And I'll tell you what I would rather have those correction guards as neighbors. As opposed to half the fucking idiots that that I that, that I had in the, over the years in my before I well not where I live now, the people where I live, <clears throat> the people that live in the in the complex here, with the exception of a few dimly lit light bulbs, 
like the the the, ones, the the part of the building I live in, there are there there are like four apartments. Okay, the people that live in the other apartments have always been very nice to me, with the exception of one who was a real dipwad, but he moved out, and then a nice couple moved in. And that nice couple, by the way, very friendly. It's a shame I won't be around long enough to get to know them. But the bottom line is, before I moved here, when I lived in Peekskill, my hometown, Gunslinger, I'll tell you what. There was a neighborhood I lived in. Not far, right, the, the, the same neighborhood Mike lives in. And at the time that I lived in that neighborhood, <clears throat> there were... There, the, the, there were people that lived like on the next block down and the next block up that were really nice people. I had a radio station personality down the next corner. His wife was a member of the altar guild at my church. And I'll tell you what. I also lived in a neighborhood in Peekskill where I had nothing but... Idiots, morons, and fuck-ups. When I live in neighborhoods like that, I'd rather have the correction guards that work in D.C. in DC jail. Why? Because I got to know some of these men and women. They're very... They take their job seriously. And they do give a shit about people. They do. How do I know? Before I even moved into this area, when I was still down, when I was still taking care of my mother, I happened to come up this way to go to a 12-step meeting. Well, my van stalled, and I had trouble getting it started. I needed a jump start. And at the time, the sheriff's department was right next door to the jail. But this DCC correction guard, a real nice guy. He's still working there. I see him on occasion. He's on his way out to go to lunch. This is during the daytime. So he's on his way to go to lunch. And I'm outside my van, pounding on, pounding on, the, on, the, on the doors, pissed off to no end, because I, my, my van's stuck in the middle of the road, and I couldn't even budge it. He comes over gets behind the van, he says, go ahead and turn the wheel. So we get it off to the side of the road. He goes to his car, an SUV, brings it over, hooks up the jumper cables and says, give it a couple of minutes, and then we'll see if we can't get you started. Found out why it was acting the way it did. One of the cables was bad. So... I, got, I had to go and get that replaced. But this guy didn't have to do this. And I've known Jerry for, good God, probably about almost 10 years now. I see him just about every other day or so. Every once in a while when he's, when he's, when he's on his way to work or he's on his way home from work, I'll run into him. Sometimes I run into him at the coffee shop. He even asked me if I wanted a job working for D.C. jail. Because he knew I served. I'm like, nah, not me. I'm too old for that shit. 
size. I no, that's just not for me. And that's the way I responded to him. So, but these two assholes down at New York, down at uh, Metropolitan Correctional, are getting exactly what they deserve. And they make these these decent correction officers look bad. They really do. Go ahead. I'll get off my soapbox now. I mean, yeah, what you're saying is true. Yeah, I mean, they, like I said a while ago, they falsified documents and they lied and, well, look at where, look at where it gets you. Gets you in the hooskow too. Uh, too bad it's not as simple as what they're doing to President Trump. Okay, this stuff should be, they should be in jail and not, you know, all the bullshit going on with that debacle. Okay, and that's exactly what it is. It is a debacle. So, I mean, you know, yeah, it comes around, bites you back on the ass, don't it? So, again, that's how you get bit on the ass is when you leave a paper trail. And that's what most criminals do. Even the criminals do it. <laughs> okay? They leave paper trails. Well, what do you expect? You're going to get caught. Go ahead. Um. Folks, I, I have to apologize for those of you watching on the video side. You saw me sitting here trying not to laugh. Not what Gunslinger was saying, by the way, but something he posted in our mix in my Mixler chat room. Which yeah, check that out. <laughs> I was looking at it. I saw the headline. I damn near fell out. I, I wanted to fall out of my chair laughing, man. That's, folks, listen. We all do this. Every person and every animal does this. Trust me when I say some can get a little bit worse than others doing this. What am I referring to? Uh, Let me tell you. Uh... Well, let's see. According to MRCTV.org, hashtag Fartgate, all one word, Fartgate, did Representative Eric Swalwell rip one on live TV? I'm telling you right now, folks. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen that way. You can't make this shit up. I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen that way. Uh, sorry for the repeat. Don't vote. <laughs> you gotta gotta give it up to the absurd. But this this. <laughs> Oh shit! Hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta get to the right link here. My, I'm laughing so hard I can't get my hand to cooperate. Trying to operate the touchpad on the on the laptop. Okay. I, I have got to play this clip. 
what you're about to hear. Unbelievable. And this has happened on MSNBC. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from... Hold on a second, folks. I'm going to play that one more time. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from... That was actually Eric Swalwell doing that on live television, passing gas. And listen to, I'm going to play it again, but pay attention to while he's talking. He has to stop for a half second to fart. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from the evidence... (laughs) To cheat a... Election. Oh, man. (laughs) Gunslinger, thank you so much for that. Uh, <laughs> Biff, welcome to Firefox News Online, where we, where we <laughs> I can't say it, I, I want to say this, I'm serious, I want to say this, where we rip the left, only in this case, it was the left ripping instead. It's uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from... And, of course, there you have it. Oh, my God. It's the left ripping the left. There you go. Yes, and on and live on MSNBC, of all places. Now, I... I would, I would, I would have loved to have seen the reaction look on 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 Chris Matthews' face when when that happened. But of course, <laughs> Swalwell had to stop talking for like a second while he cut the cheese. Good one, Swalwell. <laughs> I guess you couldn't hold that back any longer. Oh, yeah, well, you know, he's he's doing the... Yeah, okay, whatever. Trust me. When it comes right down to it, yes, we will rip the Democrats a new one every single time, even while they're ripping a few themselves. Exactly, Biff. Exactly. Biff says in the chat room, he's a new listener, apparently. But Biff says, well, my show crashed, so I may as well listen to another. Fart. Oh. Or others happen to rip their own very personal butt cheeks. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. My initials spell the word gas, okay? Trust me when I say I eat anything that can create gas, y'all are going to be running for cover. No, it was no fake cut, Biff. I'm telling you right now, this was <laughs> no. Not in the least. <laughs> exactly. Biff says in the chat room, at first I thought this was some kind of fake cut. But here's the funny thing. If he stopped, then that meant he really wanted to savor the flavor and volume of his proud moment. <laughs> yes. You know what you, you, know what you ought to do? You ought to, you ought to capture a picture and put above it, better to burp and taste it than to fart and waste it. A little sign. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm, think, I'm thinking of, of getting of taking a screen capture of, of him on MSNBC with the face he's making right now at the end of the video and make a meme out of it and say, yes, I let, I cut it on hardball. And he, now mind you, he's standing. It looks like he's, he's in the, he's in the, in the congressional uh, hallway. And you know those the, the, the halls of Congress, they reverberate everything. Okay, they do. They have to. So could you just imagine? Now think about this, folks. He's standing there doing an interview, and all of a sudden, you know they heard that on the other side of the building. I'm sure of it. Uh, Biff says, you and I both know he learned either left or right to allow his butt cheek a more full escape of his fruited expulsion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. 347-945-5747, the number to call. Join me on the air. And we'll have a few laughs, guaranteed. And speaking of having a few laughs, that wacky Alaskan has just called in. Now, 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 Boyd, I gotta ask you. We, you know, it's like I said when I introed this video, when I introed the clip. We all do it, but he made it a little too obvious when he when he let loose. And on live television, no less. Well, it's like this. I give him credit because he kept a straight face through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, damn. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care about you. I don't care about nobody else. 
I'd have been proud to be standing there talking and have one of those come out. That was yeah, exactly. one you could have been proud of. Now, for those of you just joining us, for those of you just right, joining us, Who's in charge in this place? Who's hold, in charge? Hold on a second, hold on a second Mike. Hold on a second, Mike. Who's hold on, a, big Mike, hold on a second. Who's in charge? Oh, hold on a minute. Wait right, a second. Hold, hold the phone. I'm find out who the, who the big wheel is in here. You're, you're, the big wheel is me. As the oh. big wheel, bub. Okay, so listen, they. I got a complaint. I don't want to complain. Some of your employees have been offending us here. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from... Uh, was that what you were complaining about, sir? That, that unfortunately, was uh, Eric Swall passing gas on Hartsall. Uh, I didn't even hear. I didn't even hear the thing today, except for I heard a lot of people ridiculing that lieutenant colonel for selling uh, one of the uh, politicians to address him using his title. Um, except for Sir Tweets, for example, Yeah, Mike's getting drowned out by your background, uh, buddy. I had a job Sorry. The only thing that I heard was uh, they were talking about uh, one of the politicians was insulted because he called that lieutenant colonel by his name instead of saying, um, calling him lieutenant colonel, addressing him as a colonel. And that insulted the lieutenant colonel. His ego got pissed. He got pissed off. And he's, he asked to be addressed yeah, as I lieutenant colonel. Yeah, so a lot of people were reject, you know, saying, "What the fuck?" And then a lot of the military, a lot of the guys, yeah, a lot of the guys came in. A lot of the military, like, look at the fucking ribbons that are on this guy. When was the last time he wore his uniform? Fifteen years ago. He's got a uh, he's got a bronze star, which they used to give fobbits. So any of the officers that were on a fob never went outside the wire or something. They just gave him a a bronze star, but there's no V. For valor or anything for combat, it was just it's an attaboy award, and they said they wonder if the fucking even the Purple Heart if he really earned it or not. And this guy said, did he wear his uniform when he was on duty in the in the White House? Probably not. So all of a sudden now he wants to be addressed as a lieutenant colonel. Said, why don't we take the fucking tape and tape your ass and see how big you are? And so a lot of the military were coming and trashing this guy. They were really like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, so I heard that, but I didn't. He was, I didn't hear the rest. He thought he was king shit. That's what it is. He thought he was king shit. Yep. <clears throat> but I saw that segment. I saw that piece because I aired yeah. it on the. I aired the, uh, the 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 hearings, and when I when I sat here watching this. Go ahead, Boyd. Well, I was just gonna say. Uh, Unfortunately, he was trying to get back at the uh, deities on the uh, on the uh, uh, stage for telling the freaking general that he is to refer to her as senator and not ma'am. I think that was Feinstein. Oh, well, 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 I mean the Senate, not the Congress. Yeah. But this guy came off pretty arrogant. A lot of the military, a lot of the soldiers were like, fuck him. 
They, this guy doesn't deserve their fucking respect. They had no use for this guy, a lot of the guys. And I'm not talking just pro-Trumpers either. I was like, imagine the arrogance from this son of a bitch. But, you know, whatever. Um, you know, and, and all of a sudden, and, and they're right. Some of the guys said he they probably, he wore the uniform as part of, a, as a stage prop to testify, hoping to do damage to Trump. And uh, then one guy wrote in and said, well, this guy's career is going to be pretty much over by end of business day. And I wouldn't doubt it. He might stay in, but he's going to end up having his Ukrainian ass assigned someplace in, like, western part of Mongolia or someplace at a listening station somewhere. I Good luck to him. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's, 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 okay, fine. You want to wear the uniform? Make a spectacle of yourself? Fine. Okay, granted, he, he's, he's, he's military, and I, and I give props, you know, to, to the military, but this guy was an arrogant piece of shit. I'm sorry. He was just an arrogant fuck that didn't, that just didn't. And, and what was that thing that he was questioned on? And what was that thing he was questioned on where they asked, were you offered a position for in uh, was he offered a job in the Ukraine for the Department of Defense in the Ukraine working for that government? Is that what was that? Is, did I understand that correctly? And they offered it to him three times. I think so. So I think there's some other shit going on there. That sounds like a bribe to me. Sure did. Sure does, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. And, and and some of the questions that were posed in the second uh, part of the hearings today, one of the, one of the one of the questions raised to him, you know, to the, to to uh, Volk, to Volkmer and uh, to Morrison, they were asked if they if, if they if, if they saw bribery in 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 the call, and they said no. Yeah, so the liberals, how, liberals so, didn't want to hear that. No, they didn't. But it's it was said. It's out there. And uh, for anyone that that wants to check it out, go to periscope.tv/ffno and check out the archives uh, of the uh, impeachment hearings. And you'll 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 see this lieutenant colonel in the first part. Oh boy, not exactly as sharp as a knife in the drawer. But then in the second part, you'll catch what I'm talking about here when it comes to the uh, to the um, to the question that was raised regarding bribery. And 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 correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but didn't they? Didn't uh, Schiff say that they would not be bringing up Biden and, and Hunter Biden in these proceedings? Those questions would know. not be permitted or some shit? I don't know. I'm not really watching with detail any of this because it's just, you know, I'm paying sort of the same attention to it as 
somebody that's listening to the lottery fucking results, but I didn't buy a ticket that day. That's it's like okay, I heard it, but I no idea what was said. Oh well. Now Billy says in the chat. Yeah, well, here's 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 the thing that really pissed me off is that uh, at the end, uh, shift was given as holier than thou. Uh, closing statement saying how uh, the United States was harming an ally who's engaged in a in a war with Russia because they did not send them aid and the aid that was being sent by Trump was lethal aid lethal military aid he did not did not mention the fact that Obama, when Ukraine was in the midst of the real fighting Blankets. and needed and needed lethal, lethal aid, only sent them MREs and blankets. Yep. Yep. Well, Billy, Billy said in the chat room <clears throat> regarding this uh, lieutenant colonel, uh, he was reprimanded once for bad-mouthing America to Russian officers. Oh, really? His career is yeah. done. He's done. Oh, definitely. His his career is pretty much down the shitter. He's finished. He'll end up moving uh, He'll be given a job over there working in uh, you know, some capacity. Well, yeah. according he, to he, the Tennessee he, he Star... Will, he will never... He, he, he will he will never get his full bird. No. No, that's done. Yeah, his chances of becoming a full bird are gone. No well, doubt about that. But of course He'll get it in the Ukraine after he moves back there. They'll give it to him. Won't be an American bird. Might be like a Tweety bird or whatever their national bird is over there. Yeah, whatever the fuck they got. I don't know what they use. Is it a pelican? What do they use? I'm not sure what they use for a full bird over there. I don't know. Well, according to the Tennessee Star, uh, retired Army officer remembers Lieutenant Colonel Vidman as partisan Democrat who ridiculed America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, according to what what's written here, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's an awfully big read, but uh, just to give you an idea, uh, a retired Army officer who worked with Democrat star witness Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman in uh, okay I can't I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this name in Ger- the town in Germany right or not Grafenwar Germany claims Vidman oh, really talked up President Barack Obama and ridiculed America and Americans in front of Russian military officers nice. in an eye-opening thread on tw- on Twitter. And this came out, by the way, uh, November 5th. Uh, retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Jim Hickman said that he verbally reprimanded Vidman after he heard some of his de- de- derisive re- remarks for himself. Do not let the uniform fool you, Hickman wrote. He is a political activist in uniform. Hickman's former boss at the Joint 
Multinational Simulation Center in Grafenwar has since gone on the record to corroborate his story. Hickman, he's, he's, he's a disabled wounded warrior who served in Iraq and Afghanistan and who received numerous medals, including the Purple Heart. The retired officer said that Vidman, a naturalized U.S. citizen born in Ukraine, made fun of the United States to the point that it made other soldiers uncomfortable. For example, Hickman told American Greatness that he heard Vidman call Americans rednecks, a word that needed to be translated for the Russians. He said they all had a big laugh at America's expense. Vidman, who serves on the National Security Council, appeared last week before the House Intelligence Committee and testified that he had concerns about the July phone call between President Trump and the Ukrainian President Zelensky. Vidman's testimony rested on his negative opinions of the call rather than any new facts about the call. So this, this fucker, basically his, his career is shit. He's done. I mean, you go. You, you, you're 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 a naturalized U.S. citizen from Ukraine. You're talking to to Russian military officers and bad mouthing not only this country, but the American people. Are you that fucking stupid? Oh. He probably made his way up during the Obama fucking administration. They probably. Who knows? I'd like to know how he got in the position he's in. You know? It just shows there's still shitloads of these people, leftovers, that are pro-Obama, that are still in different capacities, serving in different capacities in Washington and in our government, in the bureaucracy. And there's a lot oh, of them. well, get a load of this. And uh, by the way, uh, and I, I'm I'm not I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing your your name right, uh, Biff. It's uh, Zep, or or is it Zep? I'm not sure if I'm if, if I'm pr- pronouncing it right or not. But Biff in the chat room uh, put uh, put an article that came out today. Well, technically yesterday. Uh, on November 19th, uh, from the Hill.com that says U.S. Army prepared to move Vidman to secure location. The U.S. Army is ready to move Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman and his family to a secure location on a military base if they are found to be in danger due to his testimony in the House impeachment inquiry into President Trump, U.S. officials told the Wall Street Journal. Vidman reportedly requested a security assignment to analyze his and his family's physical and online security, which was completed in recent weeks, according to the journal. The journal reported that Army security officials have been tracking Vidman and his family at all times to ensure there are not they are not there are not imminent threat imminent threats against them. The Army will make sure he's safe, and the Army is, act- is actively supporting any safety needs 
as deemed necessary, an official told the journal. It's hard that he has been catapulted into the public eye. He served his country honorably for 20 years, and you can imagine this is a tough situation for him and his family. Army spokeswoman Colonel Kathy Turner said the Army is providing supportive assistance for Vidman. Well, geez. Okay, first of all, wait a minute. Okay, so they're worried about Vidman and his family. Who's threatening him? What threat? Exactly. Who's making? Where's where's the where's the potential threats here? They're not saying anything about that. This is more drama, more Hollywood. That's what it sounds like. Hollywood. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Biff. Um, if uh, if you'd like to join us on on the air, uh, you can call us at three four seven nine four five five seven four seven, and uh, join us on the air and 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 share your thoughts uh, with us on the air. Uh, we welcome you, the opportunity for you to do so. And uh, yeah, I mean, look. Mike, you, you've been dealing with, with, with the military for many years now. Of all, in light of, of what, this, what this clown pulled today, you know, we heard, I heard some of what you were saying. How, 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 how badly does this reflect on, on, the, on the Army itself? I mean, to have this clown going in the way he did. It doesn't. It reflects on him. It reflects on him. This guy, obviously, he's trying to make himself out to be the victim because he's asking for security uh, protection and and to have people going over his looking at to make sure that his family and himself is that they're safe and secure. He's he's asking for it. The army didn't go out of their way because they don't see a threat. He perceives a threat, so he's asking for all of these double checks and everything else. He's turning himself into the victim to try to deflect. And I'm telling the truth, but I'm afraid that I'm going to be the victim here now. And, and I'm on security. I'm worried about my family. And what the fuck are you doing? And going up there and and pulling a political fucking game while you're in uniform against the commander in chief of your car. What are you doing? Maybe they should hit him with a fucking Article 15. Agreed. You know, so... I mean- it doesn't work for me. It's like, okay, whatever. Here, I'm going to stand up in uniform and basically say that, uh, not basically, and say it, that Trump's a liar and Trump did this, Trump did that. I want protection now because I'm worried about my family. Oh, fuck, you should have thought about that and dealt with it before you opened your fucking mouth there, man. Maybe you're in the wrong uniform, dude. Maybe you should take that job in the Ukraine and get the fuck out of here. Ask Obama if he needs any fucking wait- waiters or anybody to work on his estate. Yeah, I mean, but this this whole thing with 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 this uh, with these hearings, it, it boils down to this. Everybody, it really boils down to the fact that, uh, you know, this is all a dog and pony show. 
That's all it really is. It's just a dog and pony show designed to to attack and discredit a sitting president. You know, it's like I said earlier. You know, we have uh, we have all these these people. Uh, you know that are calling the, 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 like uh, this uh, Mark Zaid, who back in 2017 was calling for a coup. Okay, seriously, this is this is insanity. All right, um, it's a blocked number, but I'm gonna I'll I'll open it up here. Uh, caller, are you there? Yeah, it's Biff, BZ. How do you do, sir? Good to hear you. All right, BZ. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, BZ, let me let me ask you something, brother. Okay, bottom line, in your opinion, what what did what did all what does all this uh, insanity from today uh, say to you? Uh, let's bottom line it. Um, It's smoke and mirrors, it's kabuki theater, it's theater of the absurd since 2016, probably more like 2015, as I've said for quite some some time. This is a soft coup against a presidential nominee, a president-elect, and currently a sitting president. And it's soft only because the military is not involved in terms of weapons, but clearly in terms of Vindman, you can see that, yes, he is involved. Um, Vinman admitted that he leaked Trump's call to a, to a guy in the intel community. So Schiff cuts him off and warns him not to out the whistleblower, Eric Chiarmella. I mean, it's it's so ridiculous. Facebook removes that name as though it's – I swoon to think at the secret of Eric. And everyone can speak at five-year-olds know that guy's name in the middle of D.C., but they can't say it in an intelligence, an intelligence, oh, uh, uh, a, a terrible oxymoron, that in and of itself, in the middle of D.C., in an open hearing, they can't say that name. It's like, Whoa. is this fucker Voldemort? That's what I, I, I was just going to say. I'm we curious. were calling him Voldemort. Yeah, we were calling him Voldemort. A lot of them. Eric Voldemort. A lot of people were. He who cannot be named. Hey. Is it? <clears throat> yeah. Hey, BZ. Yeah. He, this is Agent AK from the Department of Justice Division of, of Lava Lamp Abuse. How you doing, buddy? Glad you called in. Please, my lava lamps are some of the finest tended. You know it. <laughs> After further investigation, yes, they are. And I didn't even have to have open hearings. <laughs> anyway, glad you called. Never actually owned in. one myself, but you know. yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that uh, BZ called in also because you know it, it, it's always nice to have to have a new caller uh, join us. BZ, this 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 whole farce. You know, and that's what it is, basically. It's a, it farce. a farce. It's 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 a farce that, if in fact what Mark S. Zaid, an attorney, called a coup, and I said this to Gunslinger earlier, uh, 
and if I'm wrong, you know, let me know. But if 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 the Democrats are involved in a quote a coup to unseat a sitting president, doesn't that constitute in some, at some level at some point if it's dis, if it's discovered that it is a coup, doesn't it constitute somewhere in there the possibility of of their committing treason? I would submit you're not incorrect, and I use as the yardstick what I call the reversal theory. And the reversal theory goes like this, and it's very, very simple. And this is how you know that most of the, the news organizations are corrupt, most of D.C. is corrupt, most of the Democrats are corrupt, the leftists are corrupt, and on up the food chain, including, unfortunately, a saddeningly massive, large enough contingent of Republicans. The reversal effect is this. Substitute Obama for Trump and see what would have happened had some of the abrogations that Trump has suffered in the past, is suffering now, and will suffer in the future, and you take out OMB's name and put in Obama, and then try to stop people from going 210 over 190 over all of those things, meaning that clearly there is nobody is equal until everybody is equal, and there is no equality in D.C., and, and to make any attempt at compromise or bipartisanship, that ship has sailed. That pigeon has flown. Uh, the, I Think of one, sir. Think of one instance where Trump has been accused where we, we discover in retrospect that it was in fact the people who are jacuzzi, the accusers, they themselves are of that guilty. Remember back in 2016 when Trump said in his inarticulate fashion, and stop, OMB, uh, orange man bad, the, the guy with the dead orange cat on his head, he's rude, he's frequently inarticulate, he's a New Yorker kind of guy, he's a bull in a china shop, and shit breaks when, when he's around. Would I prefer that he stop tweeting a lot of stuff? Yeah. Does he know the first rule of holes? Sometimes not. But I was dragged kicking and screaming into pulling the handle for this guy when I discovered that all the forces in the United States except a, a slivered few were arrayed against this guy, and it must be for a particular reason, and I finally sussed out, wait, yeah, they hate him. What does that mean? What's, what's the extrapolation that I can take? Oh, that's right. They hate me. And they hate you. Kurt Schlichter is right. We are militant normals on this bus. And to think that any, anybody listening to this show right now, we are the normal contingent here. They are not. And yet, despite all of the forces magically, mystically arrayed against Trump, and they were legion, somehow he, he got elected. I, I fervently believe these folks in D.C., leftists, Democrats, the American media maggots, and unfortunately way too many Republicans, they don't know when to stop. I, I, I believe they can't. They're, the, the sociopathy 
inherent within the bulk of these people is such that they can't help themselves. The further they push on this, the more they insure 2020. Yes, sir, go ahead. I'm sorry. No no problem. Sorry about it. If it seems like I didn't mean to interrupt, but there's a delay so that when I hear a gap, some of us, when we hear a gap, it's actually – you're starting to talk, but we don't hear you start. You know what I mean? So that's why I wasn't interrupting. Sure. But, but uh, anyways, I've just something else to keep in the back of your mind. I've got a good friend of mine that works down in D.C. I won't go into depth as to what type of law enforcement he works in. But uh, I, I'm, I've known him for many, many years. He's a good friend. And he told me, he said, you know, ignore the media. He said, we see and deal with him every day. And he said, this guy is a workaholic. And he said, he's made enemies on both sides, Republicans and Democrats. Oh, yeah. But the people, the people that hate him are the ones that he's cost them money because they've had scams running at the, at the cost. It's been costing the taxpayer. And they've been making millions at the expense of the taxpayer for the scams. And Trump came in and stopped it. And they can't buy him. They can't control him. They want him out. They want their money and their control back. So he's a danger. He's a threat to them personally. So the only thing they can do is use the media to try to discredit him because they're afraid they don't want him reelected. So he said, just ignore it. Just trust me. He said, this guy is a dynamo, and he's doing all great stuff. And he said, and they're, they're playing with him because they can't control him. And, and I got that firsthand from somebody down there. So, and it's, it's a different way to look at it. So, that, yeah, it doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican, a lot of these politicians have been making millions. And he stopped it. They hate him because of that. He's not one of their good old boys. Absolutely, sir. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, Bill Crystal, the various cruises, the, the rhinos, et cetera, he took cash out of their mouths. Yes. And they're pissed. Yes. They're yep. not on the shows making bank like they used to. Nope. You know, I, I, all right. I'm not going to go in my into my. Oh, you're right. You're my right. McCain or Flake rant, but but that having been said, everyone with a brain who who isn't um, uh, above perhaps a paramecium or or a nematode can clearly see what's happening in D.C. The sad fact is. Altogether, way too many people in the electorate are, are brain dead. We talk about the walking dead on AMC. They're the walking electorate. And it becomes frustrating because I guess the bottom line is, how do you fight that? It's very difficult. And the it's American very voter, We've got idiots out there for voters. We've got complete fucking idiots. I, I, these people are, are voting, and, and they are brain dead. They don't know the difference. They don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. They don't care about the issues. They haven't read about them. They rely on the media to tell them what to think and how to evaluate situations and, and candidates. Uh, and so it's, it's scary. They just don't get it. And it's turned into a cult. It has really turned into a cult. Uh, yesterday I brought up an article in my county where they're talking about the Democrats completely took over the county, and uh, and the election it didn't go even this last election it didn't go any better. They just uh, took even more Republican seats, and uh, and I said you know we're talking about it and now they're giving themselves a raise. 
they're giving themselves a raise 50-something percent now that they control the checkbook and everything else. And the minute I put that in there, now I'm discussing county. I'm not, what happens? Immediately people start coming in and, well, Trump, well, Trump did, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm not talking about the national scene. And and I wrote in there, I said, you know, a lot of people have been saying that there's an anti-Trump cult. And I'm starting to really see it. It does exist. You people are a perfect example of it. I never mentioned Trump in my original post. I'm talking about the county. And yet you found a way again to bring Trump into it because you're that obsessed with it. The media has, has it's trained you. You've become cult members of this, this anti-Trump thing. And I said, that's a huge problem. You don't even see it. All of a sudden, crickets, not a fucking word. They don't know what to say. It, <clears throat> I, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't have too much time left on this planet. I'm in my, my late sixties. I'm almost seventy. Let Let's just leave it at that. I don't have that much time left. No. And because I say that, I, I personally am no longer interested in bipartisanship and compromise. I'm a student of history. I took it upon myself to learn history. Here's a quote, folks, from Alexander Fraser Tyler. He said, and I believe it today, whether it's a true attribution or not, whoever wrote this was fucking brilliant. A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover they can vote themselves largesse from the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates promising the most benefits from the public treasury with the result that a democracy always collapses over loose fiscal policy, always followed by a dictatorship. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been roughly 200 years. These nations have progressed, and then he proffers a timeline in this sequence. From bondage to spiritual faith, check. From spiritual faith to great courage, check. From courage to liberty, check. From liberty to abundance, check. From abundance to selfishness, check. From selfishness to apathy, check. From apathy to dependence, check. From dependence back into bondage, where are we now? Yeah. We're, we're getting on the BART system in San Francisco with a breakfast sandwich and getting arrested for eating on the train. Yeah, and kicking the poo out of the way and pushing the yes. homeless from pissing down the crack. Yep, yep, that's the new America. Because I live in California, spell it with a K. I'm in oh, Sacramento. Yeah. I'm, I'm two miles from the locus of evil on the entire left coast. That's the Bill Mill, the Capitol building in Sacramento. California, spell it with a K, uh, where late at night at, at the Capitol building at 10th and L Street, you can hear the death of common sense wailing and moaning from those hallowed halls. I see it. I live it. I'm here. I want to get the fuck out, but I'm not quite fiscally uh, prepared to do that yet. But I know how it works. Yeah, I good luck to you. Works, I don't, I don't envy you. I, I spent 11 years in Los Angeles, and after the Northridge quake, I said that was it for me. And we, I booked it, came back home to the East Coast. But son of a bitch, they followed me. And New York has turned into like a miniature version of, in many ways, it equals California. And, um, and the sad <laughs> thing is, I spent 
41 years in law enforcement. I retired in 2016. I worked for the FBI. I worked for the U.S. Marshals. I worked for a coastal California Sheriff's Department. I retired after 35 years from the Sacramento Sheriff's Department. Uh, I was a patrol officer, an FTO. I was a detective. I worked theft. I worked warrants. Um, I worked child abuse, I worked sex assaults, I worked robbery, I worked homicide. I gave 41 years to law enforcement, both in a federal and a state venue, and I can't stand it here. I'm done. I'm done. i got to get out. There has to be. Tell me, please. Is there some place in the United States of America where you can be unaffected by politics and you can just be free and live your life? I don't know. I'm not sure there is. I don't even think the Dakotas are safe. Alaska, maybe parts of Alaska could be, but we'd have to ask Boyd about that. From what I understand, it used to be better. we, we 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 got the same crap here. We got a governor they're trying to recall because he slashed the, the budget. And uh, one of the uh, uh, things that have people pissed off that uh, really uh, doesn't affect anyone is that, um, what was it, years ago, quite a few years ago, the Alaska Supreme Court said that the state must pay for on-demand abortions, which there was a law, you know, the the law in the state said no, they're, uh, uh, you know, the state has to pay for them. So this governor this year took Three hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars out of the state supreme court budget to wow. pay for those abortions. Oh, sure. The, the supreme the supreme court said they had that uh, Alaskans had to. So he said, "Well, you know, okay, well, we'll just take it out of your budget then, because we don't have it, and you're the ones that say we have to." Yeah, well, they the, get a nice the big, kickback that California doesn't get. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the bad thing about all of these uh, welfare programs and stuff is when they put that great society into play. Uh, there was language in that law that specifically said that these programs must, must be funded. No way around it. You have to fund these programs. Don't care where, don't care where the money comes from or anything else, but these programs must be funded. It's the law. Well, I wish somebody in there would, Go in there and amend that law and take that language out, because uh, you know this must be fully funded. Excuse me, fully funded is uh, what's killing us, tax-wise and otherwise. 
Jesus Christ. And the, and the Supreme you know, Court will not will not take that language out. I think there's some hope. I think there's some hope coming. Um, I've always said for quite some time, if you own education and you own SCOTUS, you own the country. Leftists own education. I can't say we own SCOTUS. Not yet. That remains to be seen. But I will say that we have hacked under this president a greater number of federal lesser courts and appellate courts because for whatever reason, somebody's been whispering into, the, into OMB's ear that frequently this stuff and the D.C. appellate courts can be every bit as, as important, if not more so, than SCOTUS. And so some good things have been happening. Yeah, well, well I think I, I, I can I can I can tell you I can tell you this. This is what I see. Okay, this is what I I I see coming. <clears throat> Judges are appointed for a lifetime. Correct. Federal. Federal Supreme Court. Yes, yes. Right. The Supreme Court and federal judges, federal judges on the bench, are appointed for a lifetime appointment. Now, what I see happening, okay, is you think this impeachment was bad. When uh, the Democrats, if the Democrats ever get back in control of Congress fully and the and the executive branch and the Senate, I can see that a whole lot of Trump-appointed judges will be impeached, starting from the Supreme Court on down. They are going to to impeach. There'll be a big problem if you try doing it openly. Well, here's here's the thing. The uh, uh, last few... Impeached judges that were removed were all public, and and some of them and, and most of them were actually Dems that got impeached and and thrown off the courts. In fact, one of them is now a sitting congressman. Believe it or not, which one? And I can't re- I, I can't remember his name. But I want to say, um, oh God, it's one of the congressmen out of Florida, I believe. He he was from the Southern State. Oh, uh, uh, God damn it! His name was just there and went away. Uh, uh, Is it Kate? Kate? Uh, uh, oh God, I can't bring it up in my head. But 
He's a Democrat, and he's was it was it James in, Rogan? In no, no, it was uh, Alcee Hastings. Used to be a, a federal judge, and got impeached. Okay, I think it's Alcee Hastings. Is that yeah? That it was Alcee Hastings. Right? It was Alcee Hastings. Um, Matter of fact, uh, I have some information on Alcee Hastings. Uh, And you're right, he was from Florida. Uh, According to what I have here, he's a U.S. House of Representatives for Florida's 20th Congressional District. The district includes most of the majority black precincts in and around Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach. A Democrat, Hastings served as a United States District Judge of the United States District Court for the Southern District of Florida until his impeachment and removal. Following Senator Bill Nelson's departure from office in January 2019, Hastings became the dean or longest-serving member of Florida's congressional delegation. In January 2019, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. But yeah, he, he, he was it. he was impeached. He was impeached uh, as a uh, from the uh, the U.S. District uh, Court for the Southern District of uh, Florida. He was impeached and removed. To give a reason. Yeah, and it was criminal charges that they impeached him on. Let me see if I can track down. Uh, uh, he was charged here. with accepting a $150,000 bribe in exchange for a lenient sentence and a return of seized assets for 21 counts of racketeering from a couple of guys. Great. And the American voters put him back in. Yeah, they did. This time in Congress, yep. Yeah, yeah got, they did. We've we, we got some winners, man. Uh, the American yeah. voters are, we've got fucking idiots out there. He spent $24,000 of taxpayer money in 2008 to lease a great Lexus hybrid sedan. Your taxpayer dollars at work. Nice. And he oh. Said, oh, yeah, and Sarah Palin isn't enough of a reason for you to get over whatever your problem is with Barack Obama. You better well damn pay attention. Anybody toting guns and stripping moose don't care too much about what they do with Jews and blacks. Well, he's also, he also had a sexual harassment allegation logged against him in, 20, in 2011. Uh, one of his staff members, Winston Packard, filed a lawsuit alleging that he had made repeated unwanted sexual advances and threatened her job when she refused him. A congressional ethics panel investigated these claims. Packer was represented by the conservative legal group Judicial Watch. Hastings denied the allegations and called them ludicrous. He said, I will win this lawsuit. That is a certainty. In a race with a lie... The truth always wins. And when the truth comes out to light and the personal agendas of my accusers are exposed, I will be vindicated. In February 2012, it was reported that Hastings would be released from the lawsuit 
and it would only continue against the Helsinki Commission, which Hastings chaired and Packer represented in Vienna. In December 2017, it was reported that the Treasury Department paid $220,000 to settle the lawsuit. Hastings later complained that he played no role in the settlement negotiations, but the way they had been framed implied that he had. But wait, the next paragraph is the best paragraph because I'm where you are right now. In a 2011 survey of U.S. lawmakers, the Center for Responsive Politics named Hastings the poorest member of Congress with a 2010 oh. average net worth of $4,732,000. What does that mean? It means he wasn't smart enough to make more money for himself in the greatest Ponzi scheme known on Earth, D.C., you stupid yeah. fuck. Yeah. Even goes so far as to have nepotism claims against him. Because in 2012, Hastings ranked number one out of the 435 members of the U.S. House of Representatives for paying salaries and fees to family members, according to the conservative watchdog group Judicial Watch. A state-by-state -state report on members of Congress published by the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington reported that Hastings paid his girlfriend, Patricia Williams, an attorney who worked as his deputy district director, $622,574 over the four-year period from 2007 to 2010. <clears throat> uh, okay. Uh, not the sharpest light in the ceiling, is he? <clears throat> this dude reminds me of a, a couple of power players from California. Spell it with a K. Willie Brown, the ultimate black power player in California in the 80s. Yep. And let's see, who's running for president today? Oh, that's right. Kamala Harris, whose um, campaign is turning to crap, and she's known for screwing <laughs> Willie Brown when he was married and that's how he got her into politics in California, because she had a great Hummer, according to Willie. This is no lie. I happen to know that from inside law enforcement people in California. Please spell it with a K. And so that's how she got into politics. She was screwing a black married man when, in fact, well, she's not exactly black. She's white and Jamaican. But she'll claim black when that's important to get her ahead. So various Hummers and doggy positions got Kamala Harris where she is today. Woohoo politics. Yep. I'm sorry no. for saying that. I apologize. That no, is not you politically correct. <laughs> no need to apologize. Seriously. No need to apologize. No need to apologize. what we're facing. And yet they still vote them in. There are people out there that they'll listen. They know the truth. The truth is in front of them, but they just, they'll ignore it and they'll vote for them anyway. Just like that retard that we have here in New York. That, uh, what's his name? Anthony Weiner. That son of a bitch. After everything, he tried running again and there were still people that voted for him. 
I, I really think that Pee Wee Herman should run for office. I bet he'd get votes. Of that, I would I wouldn't doubt. Now I, I, this, I this guy uh, this guy Hastings, by the way, and and by the way, BZ, uh, in case you haven't noticed, many of us are are gun owners and pro Second Amendment. Uh, this broadcast has always shown pro pro Second Amendment all the way. I'm dead I didn't know serious, you people were gun owners. Dude. I didn't know you were fucked out. I don't want anything and to do with gun owners. I, I don't, oh, shit. So you're the evil gun owners. I can't believe you people would do that. Think of the children, George. We should be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, get a look at this. According, according to the information I have here, and BZ, you're probably seeing the same thing, under the, under the heading gun policy. Hastings has said that gun control is a critical element in addressing the United States crime problem. He favors reinstating the federal assault weapons ban and supports right. a federal ban on bump stocks. He supports raising the minimum age to buy a rifle from 18 to 21. In 2017, he voted against the Concealed Carry Re- Reciprocity Act of 2017. His current rating from the National Rifle Association is an F. Gee, I wonder why. Indicating that he that it indicating that it believes he does not support gun rights legislation. Following the 2018 Stoneman Douglas High School shooting, Hastings released a statement in which he said, "The stranglehold of the gun lobby has gone on long enough." Hastings wrote a letter to the Speaker of the Florida House and President of the Florida the Florida Senate urging them to repeal the state's preemption law, which prohibits communities in Florida from passing their own gun regulations. Talk about a a full-blown liberal whack job anti-gunner. You want to hear a great abrogation? I hope you guys are sitting down. Are you sitting down? Well, I have no choice. I'm in the studio, so I have to sit down. <laughs> okay. I had Andrew Pollack on my show about a week ago for two hours, straight Andrew Pollack. Actually, two hours and about 15 minutes. Andrew Pollack cleared my head and revealed to me what actually occurred in the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting, which is now called the Parkland shooting, on Valentine's Day of 2018, where his daughter, Meadow, was killed, and he subsequently wrote the book, Why Meadow Died. I would submit to you that California, spell it with a K, is the perfect example of what not to do with your state. And the Broward County Public School District is the perfect example of what not to do with... Uh, a, a challenged individual named Nicholas Cruz, who that by dint of what they did to support him, they created Nicholas Cruz. They created the killing of 17 kids and adults and the wounding of 17 others. Andrew Pollack doesn't blame guns. He made it quite clear on my show. He blames 50% crews, 50% the policies from the Broward County 
Public School District and the Broward County Sheriff's Department under massive leftist former Sheriff Scott Israel. And I'd have to completely agree. We're doing in California, California is a petri dish and experimentation of what not to do with an entire state. That state that I'm in, California is doomed. It is doomed. And the Second Amendment is doomed if we don't stand up for it. Andrew Pollack, who lost his own, his very own daughter, doesn't blame the NRA. He doesn't blame the tool, the firearm. He blames the policies of leftists resulting in the killing of his daughter. This is a guy who's clued in to life. So I would posit to you two, everybody listening, you two guys right now, and all the other people who have called in, I always have to ask you, because I was the range master for a department, for a 2,000-plus deputy department, and I was in charge of all things that went boom, IEDs, explosives, etc., and bang. So I ask you guys, in the past, I don't know, 60 years, six decades, what has changed? The firearm is a tool. I was in charge of the two most deadly venues in all of law enforcement. I was in charge of the range as a range master. I was also in charge of EVOC, which is our emergency vehicle operations course. Cars and guns, guns and cars, cars and guns are going to kill cops from now into in perpetuity. And and there must have been some kind of crazy-ass fucking reason why I was placed in charge of these two massive venues that kill cops and kill people. So I have to ask you, logical thinking human beings, vertical bipeds who are listening to the show right now, the firearm is a tool, the car is a tool, so let's eschew the car just for a second, but let's talk about the gun, the firearm is a tool. So in the past, I don't know, 60 years, let's ask, what has changed? Has the tool changed? No, society changed or and they allowed it to change. society changed? Society, and, and they allowed it to change. They allowed it, two of the main things that they did was, when they started right after World War II, they started really shutting down the asylums to save money on the, on the state and federal level. Because the feds were sick of, of giving money away to the states to help subsidize a lot of these asylums. And they used the excuse because a lot of people, there was one faction that was really in the 50s was pushing for how, how inhumane they were to institutionalize these people. And, and we have to be you know, compassionate and, oh, my God, let them out and let them live among us and put them in halfway houses. And then drugs. They said we could use the drugs uh, to pacify, to calm them down. And that they could live out in society and work in society. And so they started shutting down the asylums and they let them loose. And then also, it got worse over the past 10, 15 years, they started letting the criminals out. So now we've got lunatics and criminals walking our streets. Sadly, nope. in California, so that's, what, that's what changed. That's what changed. That's a bullshit. Sadly, every Reagan time, in California. There are articles that are out. There are articles that proved this. I mean, here in New York, in 2013, there's an article you can look up, and it's called "Here Come the Crazies." I brought this up on Georgia's show many times. 
He, Governor Cuomo cut loose 6,500 lunatics out of the asylums and let them free. And state psychiatrists came forward and said, what are you doing? We have no way to make sure they're taking their meds. There's, and some of these people are psychotic. The liberals didn't care. They were saving millions long term. They didn't want to hear it. So who paid the yeah, price? The, right the, after the sad year, reality. We had people pushed off train platforms. Sa- it started. Yeah. And the sad reality you know what is. This reminds me of. As- this reminds me of 1980. I was a booking deputy in the main jail in Sacramento County in 1980. 1979, 1980. Uh, can you guys go back in the Wayback Machine with, uh, with, with Sherman and, and ask yourselves, what happened in there? Oh, that's right. Uh, the Marielitos and the Cuban boat lift. Uh, and so what is Carter known for? That's right. He's known for essentially the, the killing of a lot of Americans at Desert One in terms of attempting to liberate um, Iran. He's also known for, uh, that's right, giving away the Panama Canal, but he's also responsible for the Marielito boat lift. So what was I responsible for doing in 1980 as a deputy in the main jail? That's right, lipping Cubans to try to figure out who were the murderers and the crazies here? Because Cuba emptied its prisons and its nuts and its crazy people onto the boats and sent them to Florida a mere 90 miles away. Is history repeating itself? Does they don't, the quote they from don't know George Santayana uh, come into play here? Oh, fuck yes, it does. Everything is cyclical. Nothing is new. I used to tell my trainees in patrol, no matter what it is that you see, no matter how bloody and depraved and fucked up with people set on fire, etc., this is nothing new. This is what Americans and humans have done for hundreds of thousands of years. There isn't anything as screwed up that you're going to see here that hasn't been replicated thousands and thousands and thousands of times before, many years before. Yeah. Truth. Now, now, BZ, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run something by you here, okay? <clears throat> I, I, I know the gun laws in the state of California, spelled with a K. <laughs> in, case, in case you thought I got I, you repeating me. You, you I didn't got you repeating one me minute. now. I, I, and, and mind you, I say that not jokingly, because let's face the reality here. I am listening. I'm wearing headphones, for God's sake. So <laughs> I can hear this quite nicely. Um, but the, the, thing, the thing that comes to mind for me, of course, and Mike knows, knows this as well as I do, because we're dealing with this here in New York, the New York SAFE Act. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But the New York SAFE Act has basically relegated our Second Amendment rights to such limitations. Now, I'm a petite mall epileptic, okay? I've been dealing with it for 41 years, all right? Now, I take a, I take a medicine for, for seizure control called Depakote. Depakote can also be prescribed as a mood stabilizer, but it's not being prescribed as that for me. It is an anti-seizure medicine, and that's how it was prescribed to me. But because of the New York SAFE Act, that medicine is on a laundry list 
and I mean an A to Z fucking laundry list of medications that disqualify a person in New York State from obtaining a, a, a carry permit to own a pistol. Are you ready? I cannot I cannot be, I, I cannot believe that since 2013 this is it's been on the books there have been problem there have been some situations that have gone to court with it as far as certain aspects of it but to to make a long story short the fight for me is now I'm a gun owner I own a rifle okay but I can't own a pistol so in a way my second amendment rights have been cut in half I feel like somebody like I feel like a magician took me on stage, stuck me in a box, closed the box, and took that big-ass fucking saw and said, here's how your Second Amendment rights will go now. (laughs) And cut me in half. Are you ready? Meanwhile, back at the ranch, (laughs) Uh, number one... Go ahead, Never tell anybody what you have or what you think. Not on the Internet. Never reveal any serial numbers. Never take any photographs of what you possess. Claim to have an M47. Claim to have uh, a harpoon. Claim to have your very own cruise missile. Never reveal what it is that you may or may not have. That having been said, meanwhile... Back at the ranch, number two. Are you guys sitting down? It gets better. Like I said, I'm in my studio. I have no choice but to sit down in my studio. From BearingArms.com. Here's a headline for you. This is from November 18th. Oh, that's yesterday. The headline is, Ohio Supreme Court to decide whether... Gun owners can drink at home. No. I'm not making this shit up. A quote. Am I glad I'm over 25 years sober? Shit. Oh, dude, I am drinking like a fucking fish, and I have been for the past two hours. The idea of alcohol prohibition was settled almost a century ago when the Volstead Act was repealed by yet another constitutional amendment. It's the only amendment that's been passed, then repealed a short time later. In truth, prohibition was a complete and total disaster. Luckily, we've left that behind. While some faiths take issue with alcohol consumption, Muslim, there's generally... It's left to each individual to decide for themselves. Though admittedly, there's something to be said about, you know, guns and alcohol. It's the standard thing. Guns and alcohol don't really mix. In Ohio, folks, gird thy loins. Arguments are gearing up to determine whether drinking at home should make use of a firearm illegal. No, comma, I'm not making this shit up. The Ohio Supreme Court is going to hear arguments in February 2020 to decide whether a law prohibiting uh, gun owners from carrying firearms while intoxicated should be applied inside a gun owner's home. Eventually, you know what it will come down to? They'll, They'll 
demand that they have access to a list of what movies you've seen on Amazon or Netflix as a gun owner to see if, based on that list, maybe you shouldn't own a firearm. In California, come down to yep. In California, because I I have access to a lieutenant in the California Highway Patrol, which is responsible for uh, various protection agencies and protection with various politicians. He's he has access to the bills that are pending, and one of the bills that's pending is before you get a firearm you're going to have to sign over all your usernames and passwords to every piece of social media you own. They tried that in New York. And it got shut down quick. In New York? York, They actually wrote it up. Yep, they wrote up the bill and everything, and the ACLU and everybody came in, and they fought that, and it was dropped quietly. They they put it away. They walked away from it. Never made it on the floor. In California... What do you think the percentile of persons who would vote readily for that? Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Out there, yeah. You know, they don't realize that they it's are the liberal land personified. They call us the Nazis. Uh, They're the fucking first, Nazis. First question I have is, where's Rob and Suzette tonight? Damn, Speaking of California, that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right? Anyway, yeah. Anyway, you know what? Nobody in California has to worry about the vote on that, DZ, because it's all going to happen two miles from your house, no matter what the people uh, want or decide in the state. So, what the heck are you worried about? My my house burning up, getting out of this state, and moving to an actual potentially possible free state. But that sure ain't California. Yeah, that sure ain't New York either, so (laughs) trust me. I I live in New York, I know. And New York... is a a close second to California by by all indications. Seriously, it's a close uh, second to California. Spelled with a K, by the way. I think I, I think they're running neck and neck, if you ask me. You know, you go down a furlong and California's out front. You go down the next furlong and New York's out front. They're picking up speed with California closing with a K. <laughs> California you know, is thinking about changing I, its MPH signs to furlongs per fortnight. Made you laugh. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, we, we've been sitting here having a great, a great discussion, great conversation. But BZ, I gotta ask you, man. You 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 speak of of a show that you do, and it's been a long time since I've had the opportunity to do this. Uh, why don't tell the folks uh, about your show and uh, when you're on and all that good stuff? Um, when my fucking internet is working, I have a 
show every Tuesday and Thursday night on the SHR Media uh, Media Network for two hours. Uh, It starts at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern. It's called the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show. And uh, let's just say I'm not a leftist. And uh, my job is to expose leftist insanity. And someday, if you were interested, you would likely be invited on the show if that happened to fall into your wheelhouse. I would would forego, because I'm on the air four nights a week here uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, I would forego my Tuesday night broadcast and uh, join you on yours. Um, I'm only on, let's see, I'm only on Tuesday and Thursday night for two hours. Um, I've got another show that is not um, really what something you can you can count on. But, yeah, I'm on every Tuesday and Thursday night. I'm... Uh, Always looking for great guests, and yes, there is a there is an invite laid down for you right now. Well, is there? Yeah, then I would be like, remiss of my. Is, is there a dress code or anything? I mean, George, I don't know if is George. If there's no well, around here, here California, just, you can wear shorts. Okay, you can wear shorts you're... and you can wear flops. You can wear Crocs. George, you're covered. Okay, George, you're covered. You don't have to worry about a tuxedo or anything. I'd say go for it if I were you. Fuck it, I'd go for the shorts. Yeah. Is there a, a is there a is there a link you can just, put in the chat room? Is there is there a link that you can put in the chat room? Um. Uh, yeah, I got it. BZ, when I first moved from back east and went to L.A., and they brought me there for a job, and I showed up for work in a three-piece suit, and they looked at me and said, first thing they said, this is Los Angeles. This is not the East Coast. Take that vest off. You don't need a three-piece suit here. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> oh, shit. I'll never forget that. I think that was the last time I wore a three-piece suit. Uh, I put uh, yeah, gonna, the SHR media link in the chat room. Um, let Give me a second, and I will put the link to Spreaker for my past shows. One moment, please. The trouble is not in your set. Okay. BZ's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show. Yeah, that is it. Interesting. And don't fuck with Clyde. He'll chew you up. Sorry, guys, but I do go over there quite often, and and Clyde has eaten up a florist already. So be oh, careful geez. when you get around Clyde. I take it Clyde's wait, the bobcat. Boyd, are you a traitor? Yeah. You 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 skip between shows? How shocking! I I do skip between shows. Um 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 I do go to yours on Tuesdays and Thursdays and come as soon as you're done and I say goodbye to Clyde. I come right over here and 
and if if Clint ever shows up on yeah. Wednesday night, I'll I'll hang out over there for a couple hours and then come right over here. Yeah, good luck. Okay, uh-huh. I put the uh, link for the uh, speaker portion of the show. All right. Yeah. Sounds like a, sounds sounds good to me. Uh, what I've always tried to do is I I always try to uh, get fellow broadcasters to uh, to bring up their their, their shows and uh, what they're about and so forth uh, because you know it's not a I, I don't I I don't look at, at at things as competition between broadcasters I really don't. You know, because we're all here, pretty much do, doing the same same basic uh, thing. We're we're sharing information, and that's what it's all about. It's about sharing information, informing the public. You know, and and also sharing our views and opinions on what's going on around us on a on a regular basis. I mean, the the insanity coming from Washington, and and this was from a guy uh, that used to come to this show at one time or another. Uh, Billy Montana used to used to used to call Washington D.C. Washington deceive us, and that's what it is. Washington deceives us every chance they get. So we try to we, we try we try to take the liberal spin and turn it against them. So when they when, when just when they think they they've written the rules, we change the rules. I, I agree a hundred percent. I don't think, um, as I am want to say on Wednesday night, um, this isn't this is an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wagering. And, and the reason I say that is because we are all in the same damn boat ourselves. So I don't look at this as competition, though. Unfortunately, way too many. Uh, people on the right do, and people on the radio do. Fuck that. Don't care. I've already been called a racist and, and an ist and an obe. I've been insulted by professionals as a cop, and most of the people in social media are not even remotely professional. So because this is – I consider this as the greatest issue of cross-promotion. I have tried to cross-promote with as many people as possible, and I just sent my email to you. Send me an email. Let's talk. I'd like to have you on the show. Um, you know the, the days I, uh, I, I talk. Thanksgiving is coming up, but after Thanksgiving, uh, we're going to have a lot of openings, etc. And I'll shove shit aside to get you on. If we can't Look, if we can't cross-promote each other as conservatives, what the hell else can we do? And who else gives one ragged, pus-ridden fuck about us? The answer is no one. Yeah, and and BZ, um, remember the other night, I I think it was last Thursday night when we were talking about the CNN uh, copyright issue on uh, the impeachment hearings and stuff. And I brought up George's also being one that had the uh, same issue as you and Jack and some of the others. So just thought I'd, I'd 
throw that in there and let you know. Yeah, BZ, recently, uh, I think it was last week, uh, I, I had – Put out the uh, on, on on I was on four vi- I was on four video platforms, Vaughn.live, Twitch.tv, YouTube, and uh, Periscope. I had to drop YouTube because YouTube. Now here's what's funny. I was sharing the Fox News Channel's YouTube feed. Okay. Fox News Channel's feed, and I've never had an issue with them ever. But out of nowhere, CNN claimed copyright. Same thing and with the whole us. Thing, the whole video was gone. <clears throat> Same thing with us. About a year and a half ago, we had a, another guy on SHR called Jersey Joe who ran a simulcast of uh, – what the hell was it? Uh, oh, yeah, Trump's State of the Union. The same thing, CNN – we discovered later by way of C-SPAN, who claims content ownership, uh, stubbed us, and we were kicked off YouTube for two months. From That's that, what happened to me with, with the nev- Union Never also. simulcast anything live. That gives them carte blanche to kill you. When, when the State of the Union address was, was being broadcast, I shared that as well. And I got I got bumped off of YouTube for ninety days. Yep, we did too. Two months or three months. Result. So we learned our lesson. Never, never simulcast anything live. Okay, I got it. Message received. But if you bump it by ten, you're okay. Now the irony of this is I I shared the. Um, the Senate Intelligence video feed of both the, of the morning and afternoon sessions today. And if you go to my Periscope channel, uh, periscope.tv slash FFNO, you'll see the archives, and it's right there. Now, for some oddball reason, it's left alone because I was using the Senate Intelligence feed because they have their own camera setup. Their own feed. It's not. It's not. It's not CNN. It's not Fox. It's not MSNBC, and it's not C-SPAN. It's their own stuff. So, you know, the the fact of the matter is, these networks they don't want you doing that at all. They get very very protective, but yet they forget one constant. In 1976, okay, and I'm gonna sh- I'm showing this on the video feed because I, I I do share this quite often. It's even in the I even included it in the opening of this broadcast, and this comes from the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, and it states the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Now, Firefox News Online has has always adhered to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100%. But it seems like these like YouTube and all and 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 C-SPAN and and CNN and all these other fuckheads 
they don't understand that the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976 <laughs> allows for that to, to be for, allows us to do that by definition. So, in, in direct violation of what I what I what I, what I see as uh, you know a copyright law, they're telling us, oh no, you can't do that. That's wrong. You're not allowed to do that. But yet, the fair use clause says we can. So how is it that they can claim copyright and still kill us? And violate that ver- that very that very fair use clause. To me, it makes no no damn sense, whatever. Well, <clears throat> you can't fight City Hall, and until someone somewhere decides to to say that um, to declare that social media are publishers. And if they're declared a publisher, then they are subject to all the other um, lawsuits that um, uh, slander would expose themselves to. You you can never count on the probity of social media. Just, Just assume that because you're a conservative, you're going to be throttled, period, end of statement. That's just today. That's just the the new normal. I get it. For the first time on Facebook, I was throttled. I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. I was just going to add something real quick. You said you could fight City Hall. Well, you can to a point, okay? And I'm this is gunslinger. I'm in Texas, just outside of Dallas. Um, okay. Back Please. in back in '97, I think it was. Uh, the other property that I lost by usually for foreclosure, but uh, they pissed me off. They pissed my dad off too because we always was at war with the city over here. It's a suburb outside of Dallas, and I took a pair of uh, a shirt and pants and filled them full of beer cans, right? And I went up there at the road. There was had two big old telephone poles up there where the electric service, you know, came down on the property, and I built me a hangman's noose, okay? And I hung that shirt and pants and put a black thing over its head and everything and I put mayor. That mayor that year lost the election and it was due to me. And, uh, uh, George, you still got that picture, remember? Mm-hmm. I still have it to this day. I haven't I have not gotten rid of it. I have not lost it. And 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 BZ, I'll tell you what. I took one look at this picture and it was right from a newspaper article. And I took one look at this thing, and I sat back laughing, because it, to me that was that was that was beautiful. That was absolutely fucking great, because that they they couldn't touch him for that, because he was exercising his right under the Constitution to freedom of speech. Oh yeah, they had and the cops out there. They called the cops. Yeah, they called the cops and all the shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He he won. He he lost that election that year because, like I said, it made the front paper in the local news there. They're still talking about it today over there, okay? And it didn't have his name on it. You can see you bring the picture up, George. It don't have his name. All it says is mayor. It could be mayor of bumfuck Egypt. I had people, I'd sit out there, and I had people just go past it, stop, back up, get out and take pictures of it. and It was great. They really loved me, and I really loved them just as equal, too. 
So, yeah, you can fight City Hall to a point. You know what I mean? The, the irony, Excuse me, the I think I misspoke. I think I misspoke oh, seriously. By saying you can't fight City Hall, I should have been more specific to indicate you can't fight Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, um, social media of that ilk. I, I shouldn't have said that it got down to a, an immediacy in terms of your area. By that I meant the larger social media aspect of all of this. I understand what you were saying. Um, I, I should have been more specific in saying that I was bumping it up a, a bunch of levels. So my apologies for that. Oh, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but I was just saying that when you when you said that, I said, "Oh well, I did one time and I won." <laughs> oh, they hated me. Well, I hated them just as worse. So you know, you know how that works out. So uh, the invitation is open. Uh, the let's see where I am. Firefox News. There's my. Email bz at shrmedia.com. You want to come on the show? The invitation is open. I would love to cross-promote because cross-promotion is the seed of life with conservatives. I was a Democrat in my tender and ignorant youth. Um, I started with a job, and I had to pay taxes And then uh, somebody named Ronald Wilson Reagan uh, got uh, into the presidency. Oh, here's a story. You guys, you guys may appreciate this. In a a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I was a deputy in mail booking with the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department. That would be right around seventy-nine or eighty. And I was on NCIC, and and there were many databases available to me at the time. And I thought, hey, Mm -hmm. he was a governor, and uh, he may be president. So with all the other deputies in mail booking, uh, I thought, hey, guys, come over here. Let's do this because we can. Let's find out if uh, potential uh, President Reagan – has a bunch of guns. How many guns are registered to Reagan in California? And I ran a DROS, Dealer's Register of Sale, on Reagan. And oddly enough, the very next day, the Secret Service came to talk to my captain at the main jail. And I was – it was suggested to me that I not do that again. But of all the things that I've done, one of the things that I'm most proud of is I found out just how many guns were registered to then, about to be then, President Reagan. I still have the printout. Wow. What did he have? What did he have? Um, he had a bunch of rifles and a couple of handguns. Well, mostly rifles. Hmm. Was he a hunter, skeet, trap? What was he? What, what type of rifles was he into? 
collector. Um, and, and a couple of shotguns. But, I mean, the, the, the story is, back then, oh, my God, if anybody did that now, it would be, their career would be over. Gone. Done. Wow. Yeah, you know, and when you I when gotta, I first... you gotta you gotta remember you gotta remember the story that even while Reagan was president, he was packing, and the Secret Service, you know, the and the story goes, the Secret Service asked him what he was packing for that he didn't need to carry the gun, and he says, "Well, just in case something happens and you guys need a little help." That's why he's packing. I guess he always packed. You know, let me throw this out there just on account of because. Can you imagine being a Secret Service agent under Obama and Michelle and being a Secret Service agent under Trump? Do you think there might be a difference in terms of motivation? Oh, definitely. Hashtag just asking. Yeah, well, it was like uh, uh, the Secret Service agents under uh, Clinton, and uh, then then Bush, and I can remember supposedly a Secret Service agent had said that when uh, Bush the elder was in office, that uh, occasionally. On a cold, dreary night or something like that, Barbara Bush would go out there with a cup of coffee and some cookies for the guys that are standing watch and give it to them because they were outside and it was cold and nasty outside. I'm sure Hillary Clinton did the same thing for under Bill. Excuse me? No. I'm sure Hillary Clinton did the same thing uh, when Bill was president. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. She only did it to the agents that would carry her bags for her. Yeah. Yeah, because BZ, there was a Secret Service agent uh, that was was tasked with with her detail, I guess, at the time. And in front of of everybody around, around her, she would praise the Secret Service and how wonderful a job they're doing and everything else. But as soon as they, it was just her and the Secret Service agent, she'd throw books at them. She'd cuss them up and down. She would she would belittle and berate them. So imagine, if you will, dealing with a Secret Service agent and tasked with that with that detail and having to put up with that kind of crap. Now, there was a great book written and dealing with Melania. I'll tell you what: if I were a Secret Service agent, I would I would be I'd volunteer in a heartbeat to be on the Secret Service detail for either the president or the first lady, in a heartbeat, because they treat their Secret Service agents with respect. They treat them fairly. They and, and Melania, I'm willing to bet. She tre- she she has a kind word for every last one of them. You guys want to read a great book? Read Ronald Kessler's Inside the White House. 
inside the White House delineated what happened during Clinton. That's all I'm going to say about that. But but you ask a great question is, who are you willing to give your life up for? And my guess would be law enforcement has changed. In the eight years of Obama, who was divisive? Obama. It was Obama. That's pretty much a no-brainer. It was Obama. And, and, and of course, his wife, or boyfriend, or whatever you want to call it. You know, I think of all the people that that have been in that White House, even though he's going through a ration of shit from the Democrats, President Trump and his wife, Melania, I firmly believe have, have, have made a, a larger impact on a, for a, and all on a positive note for this country than any president since Nixon. Okay? Because let's face the reality. Okay? When, when the Democrats talk about Nixon and his impeachment, first of all, they need to get their facts straight. Yes, there was an impeachment inquiry, but he was never actually impeached. He resigned from office before it could happen. But yet the Democrats will, t- will have you believe that he was actually impeached. Now, Michael, tell you, I served in a state defense force here in New York, the New York Guard, during 9-11. Okay. And during that first tour of active duty, you know, we were all, a lot of us were, were all over the place where we were, at the base we were stationed at. That was during the Bush administration. Off, they were hanging off tree limbs and they were on, hanging off bridges. They were everywhere. Oh, were, you stop. were embarrassing. Were, found a couple of you in latrines. They were everywhere. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Boy, I hope I I hope I don't get a chance to talk to, Chief, to then Chief Shell and tell him what what you just said because I have that I still have that picture of, of me and the, and the officers and the warrant officer there all hanging out in front all getting our picture taken in front of the Hemet. So, mm-hmm. but during during the Bush administration during that those first, those those first few days on active duty. We didn't have time to think about what's next. We didn't have time to, to worry about anything. We didn't have time to even to even feel you know the, the grief that, that our nation was sat, was was hit with. We had to, we focused on our on our mission. We focused on the job at hand. And uh, I remember George, uh, then Governor George Pataki uh, would, would come to the base. And I knew I've known George for years. Okay, I, I, Christ, I, I when I was growing up, his his parents' farm. I used to go to that farm every on the weekends with my parents. 
And BZ, I'll tell you what. Say what you will about about President Bush, but I firmly believe that, with the exception of Iraq, I firmly believe that his response to to the attacks of 9/11 was was justified, firmly and thoroughly justified. But what history, because the Democrats rewrote history, they made it sound like he didn't do anything. Because Obama got Osama bin Laden. Sorry about that. I forgot my speakers were on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No problem. No problem. You caught it. You you caught it. I'll submit this. He was the the right president at the right time. I disagreed with some of his responses. Um, I disagreed with his creation of Homeland Security and and the burgeoning explosion of bureaucracy, but okay, fine. That said, he was the right president for the right response at the right time, and he – what's the word I'm looking for? He galvanized America, and that's what we needed then. A lot of a, a lot of what Obama put this country through for the eight years he held the office of president hostage. Okay, and I've said this before on this broadcast. You know, he did a lot of executive orders and actions that were unconstitutional. Yes. And what did Trump do when he got into office? The day he was inaugurated. He didn't wait till the next day. He started the day he was inaugurated. He started ta- ta- taking them down like they were like they were uh like they were trees in the forest. Yeah, he rescinded he he rescinded them. Exactly. And the Democrats Hated it. Oh my God! Yes. When he when he took out the, the, the that mandate that you have to you have to sign up for Obamacare or face a penalty or face a tax as they called it. No, it was a it was a friggin' penalty. And that was in and of itself was unconstitutional. Yeah, and then John the Roberts went with that. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I said John Roberts rolled with that. They did. But I... I shudder to think what this country is going to be like. God help us if a Democrat takes the White House and we lose, and the Republicans lose the Senate and maintain control of the Congress. I shudder to think what this – because everything that Trump did is going to get trashed. It's going to go back to, to the days of Obama. There's and what good I, news. And, and I said, 
I, I said there's this good then, news and, I'll and say there's it now. bad news. Okay, what's what would cushion us with the good news? The good news is we'll take the White House in 2020, we'll take the Senate in 2020, and we'll keep the House in 2020. We'll take the House in 2020. The bad news in 2024 is cyclical. The pendulum. We have to worry about the pendulum. Yep. It's going to happen. But... If in the town, if the time that we have, if we're able to get rid of Ginsburg and lock in the Supreme Court and dismantle enough of their machine, they'll be too busy trying to get catch up and try to rebuild what we've dismantled that the machine will continue to run well, the way it's supposed there to. There you go. There you That's go. That's the trick. That's the trick. In in the next four. My guess is that there's going to be a minimum of two, perhaps three, SCOTUS appointments to be made. Right. And and oh God, I, I it it's really late right now, so I I'm gonna have to um, leave pretty soon. But my guess is. I got to ask you, I got to leave you guys with this. Is the U.S. headed for a violent revolt in 2020? We saw what happened to the U.S. in 2016. So if um, if 2020 goes with Trump and we saw what happened in 2016 and they went with torches and pitchforks, What's going to happen if Trump wins in 2020? It's a question that I think has to be it, – it's got to be asked. It's well, going to be I, I real think, fun. Um, I, I think that uh, there are a lot of folks who are, who are, who are thinking that there's going, there's going to be a civil war. There are some folks who are, who are of the, the thinking that we could face civil war or at the very least an uprising so bad that it divides this country right down the middle. I have never seen – I've uh, – by the way, I'm, my name is Mike. I'm in New York also. Then yes, you confuse my some people have confused my voice with George's. I don't know how, but they do. But I've never seen. No, they don't. And I'm six, wait I'm, a minute. Wait a minute. They don't confuse my 60, voice with yours. I and, and I, I'm, I, I and I'm, take a safe to that, sir. And and I'm 63. <laughs> I've I've never seen to the point where law enforcement turns to the government and says and tells them no, we're not going to enforce that law. And not just in one area, but in many of the liberal states where sheriff's departments have, have stood up and said, we're not going to enforce that law. And I'm see, I've seen it happen here in New York many, many times since the liberals have really been pull, pulling their games upstate. I've seen it in Oregon, Washington. I've seen a, a lot of it coming out of California where there are towns and areas that wanted to be Second Amendment sanctuary, and people are going against the government. 
but law enforcement is standing up saying, we're not going to enforce this. This is interesting. And I think it scared the shit out of a lot of the liberals. Because the politicians thought that they had, like, uh, uh, like the German police in control as if they were some sort of the liberal Reich. And uh, that the police would always do their work for them. No, it doesn't work like that. These people have sworn, uh, you know, they've sworn on the Constitution to uphold the laws and uphold the Constitution. And you can't do that. There's, I mean, like the Oath Keepers. And what do they do? The Oath Keepers scare the shit out of a lot of the liberals. Here in New York, the governor had them rule the terrorist organization. And they've been Dude, fighting you, the Oath you, Keepers. So now I see. So now we have we have law enforcement that's been alienated by the liberals. Now also a lot of the Americans don't see it, although Janet Reno saw it. But a lot of the servicemen and women, when they come home, are very upset. We're especially under Obama, upset with a lot of the shit and the, the bullshit in the games, and they are more than willing to step up if they have to. And that's not a good thing. We don't want to see this. But if it ever comes down to it and push came to shove, I think we'd see veterans, law enforcement, and a lot of people. There'd be, it'd be like the scene out of Frankenstein with the people with the fucking torches outside torches of the Frankenstein castle. Yep, I think that would, that's what It'll, we'd see. And the liberals would be sitting back going, it was only for the common good. What are they doing? It would be the Battle of Athens on a national scale. Oh, dude. You need to be listening to my show. Um, in in essential times, in normal times, uh, both sides could coexist. Okay, at one time yes. they did. They did. Both sides recognized that uh, society has to incorporate both individuals and collectivist policies to kind of produce. When they actually were, were motivated to produce some kind of infrastructure and distribute wealth and to defend the nation from right. foreign enemies and compromise was was necessary. <clears throat> but I took an oath. I'm an oath keeper. Today, an oath keeper is excoriated. I yep. am an oath keeper. I defend my country against enemies, foreign and domestic, and for that, I am considered a racist. I am a sheepdog. I spent 41 years in law enforcement. I am not giving this country up. No. I have an oath keeper sticker on my door. That's not going to happen. Not with me, ever. Well, Not with a lot of us. Not with a lot of us that are out here. And and the, the silent majority... See, the liberals keep a misunderstanding and, and they brush us aside and say, well, there isn't really, there is no such thing as a silent majority. That's a big mistake on their part because we are out there. My and Pot Kettle are listening. But the thing is, are they learning? And until the real nightmare and the problem comes, as I always say, to the dinner table, we're not going to get them off their asses and out in the streets. But if something serious happens, they're going to be out in the streets. Well, the way I look at it is after 2020 and, and Trump wins, it's going to be a target-rich environment. Yeah. I was Unfortunately. Thinking, I, was, I was looking at an ACOG, and I said, yeah, you know what? I got a KSG. It's going to be fucking close. 
I got a, a good Trigicon for my M1A. I'm 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 cool. I'm fine. So if the zombie apocalypse happens, fucking I can do distance as well as close range. I'm good. Fucking <laughs> day. You know. Can yeah, I talk some to truth out. for a second? What? Can I what? talk some truth for a second? Sure. These Always. are for a lot of people, maybe even me, maybe even you. These are scary times. Yes, they are. Very. And, and the only way we're going to survive them as an actual fucking sovereign nation of free and independent citizens is to be prepared for the onset. It's going to come, guaranteed, of leftist violence, the likes of which is this shit is only seen in Venezuela. But if you think it can't happen here, you're wrong. You're an idiot. That's not hyperbole. No, it's not. Even a Democrat president. Here, I'm going to leave you guys with this because I am, like, fucking done. I'm at the end of my broadcast day. John Kennedy said, this is a quote, and I'm hanging up. Today, we need a nation of Minutemen, citizens who are not only prepared to take arms, but citizens who regard the preservation of freedom as the basic purpose of their daily life and who are willing to consciously work and sacrifice for that freedom. Well, BZ, before I you, leave you with this you, thought. Uh, is that not a description of essentially a one percenter? No. Well, BZ, yeah. it was nice yeah. meeting you. Well, I'm BZ, glad you joined us here. It was great having you here. Thank you. Dollar yeah, boys, go fuel up KC-135. BZ, we, we are, I am here Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, which would be 8 p.m. Cent- uh, Pacific time uh, where you are. So on the nights you're not broadcasting, join us, please. You're more than welcome here anytime. All right? Well, you already hung so up. So the, the invitation is open. No, he's still there. Oh, good. I hope he heard you. Yeah, I think. I, I hope he did, too. Yeah. Because uh, it's an open invitation to BZ to join us on the nights he's not on the air. So, uh, BZ, I hope you will uh, avail yourself to that to that opportunity because you're a wel- you're you're a welcome addition to the to the to the to the uh, core of callers that I have. And uh, it's great ha- it's great having you. And uh, I will contact you, and we will will. Get in touch, and um, I'll make we'll make arrangements for me to, to join you on your broadcast. And um, I'm looking forward to it. Is he there? His number is still on the board, but um, he, it's he's, he's not he's not responding. So I'm I'm taking I'm taking that as a uh, I guess he was calling via Skype because uh, he's not. He's not. I don't hear. I didn't hear him say anything. So, oh, 
I, I just did a, a small well. I just did it. Oh, he, just, he finally dropped. Oh. I, just, a small did, well I just did a uh, representative small well moment. Yes. Hmm. Surprised you didn't hear it. I heard it. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you what. For for all their bluster, for all their uh, all their uh, plotting and scheming and conniving ways, you know, I, I I can safely say without fear of contradiction that the Democrats they've all but destroyed themselves because twenty come twenty twenty those who are up for reelection are going to find themselves on the outside looking in. And I certainly hope that one of those on the Senate side is Chuck Schumer. That mealy mouth, that mealy mouth little bastard has, has every time I turn around, I'm getting a, a, a tweet coming, coming up on my phone. Usually it's hours later. That it was from hours earlier, but it always comes up as a just tweeted, and it's like this fucking <coughs> moron keeps trying to push McConnell to uh, to to sign off on the universal background checks and all this other stuff, and he's always ragging on 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 the Senate side about the things that they're not doing. Well, fuck you, Chuck the Schmuck Schumer. Okay, you sit there in judgment of the president, of uh, Majority Leader McConnell. You act as if you and your fellow Democrats haven't done anything to waste taxpayer money and time with this stupid-ass impeachment inquiry bullshit. But yet you, you feel you're justified because... Oh, look at look at us. Look at what we're doing for you, America. You're not doing anything for us. You're not doing us any favors. What have you actually done on the Senate side that's positive? What has the, the members of Congress that control the majority done other than impeach, impeach, impeach? You haven't done shit. It's been all about attacking Trump and trying to take him down. So give me a fucking break already. This is it's it, it's the it's a tired old swan song. It really is. So I don't I don't know about anybody else, but I think what is it? Tomorrow, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, they have they, there's more uh, quote unquote uh, witness testimony, and that fuckhead Schiff. I mean, he's so full. Of, whoa, excuse me. He's so full of Schiff. It's not even funny. You know, he he actually he actually calls what some of these folks that that uh, testified today. They actually, he actually considered some of what they said as evidence. He even came out and called it evidence. It's testimony, you twit. I don't know. 
maybe it's just me, but I, I get the distinct impression that the Democrats not only have lost their minds, but like that old saying, when they said brains, the Democrats thought they said trains, and they took the first Amtrak out of town. But you did not hear that from me, even though you did. Now, I forget. I think it was uh, Boyd who posted this in the uh, in the Mixler chat room, and I'm gonna. I don't know. Did you put it in the FFNO too? Uh, yeah, you did. From townhall.com. Whoa! Ukraine asked Vidman to be their defense minister three times, right? And it's like, really? Oh, it says okay. here that during testimony on Capitol Hill. It was revealed Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman was asked by the Ukrainian government to serve as defense minister for the country three times. The request came during a visit to the country earlier this year. Vidman says each time he dismissed the offer. Mm-hmm. Really? Sounds like a bribe. That's what I was saying. Remember we said earlier, it sounded like a bribe. Sounds mm-hmm. like, look, uh, Wonder what type of quid pro quo was going on there. <laughs> no, and and, um, and but Mike, it, it, I, you may laugh, but I, I I see it as just that. They were, it was a bribe. I mean, he's he's a naturalized U.S. citizen, but he's from Ukraine. So why not offer him defense minister position? You know. Sure, he badmouthed America and the American people to Russian uh, military personnel. So why not? Certainly makes sense. You know, if this guy, if this guy hates America so much, why does he wear the fucking uniform? No, that's what you're saying. He's why is he serving in our military? Well, before you close down, one thing I wanted to point out. You ever heard of, George, you ever heard of the big red one? Uh, a long time ago, but refresh my memory. Very famous, very famous unit. Uh, the, the first, now you see uh, Boyd going to FFNO. Yeah. yeah, I'm opening. I have it open now. Clarence R. Hubner. Hubner biography. I think I pronounced his name right. Yeah. He was the commanding general appointed by General Bradley, 1943, to command the 1st Infantry, the big red one. The patch is the big number one patch on the sleeve. And these guys were the spearhead on Omaha Beach on the landing. It was a famous unit. They were on the landing. Mm-hmm. They fought in the Hurtigan Forest. It was well known. It was it was a movie on the Big Red One. I think Lee Marvin was in it, wasn't he? Ford? Yeah. It was yep. one of my favorite yes. movies. Really, yes. really nice. Um, now I've got a letter in the patch that was sent in 1945 or late 45. I forget from uh, Cliff Andrus, who was the commanding general that took over after Hubner was the general of the big red one that uh, remember I showed you that the letter in the envelope that was mailed to somebody 
Who asked General Anders for a souvenir? All right. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. well, there was a mil- there was a military collector's auction today, and look what I won. Let's see here. What do we got here? You see it, board? See if it comes up. Yeah. Let me know if you. Let me know if it yeah, opens up. I'm op- I'm opening it up right now. Now, they've got some other items that belong to him that are coming up in the auction tomorrow. So I'm going to see if I can pick out something else to put with it and frame it as a set. Oh, wow. Oh, Mike, yeah. this is incredible. That's fucking too cool. His, mil- his special passport, military yep. identification. Yep. Three examples post-war of his IDs. Incredible. Isn't that cool? Boy, did it open for you? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got it and I'm, I've, um, I've got it uh, uh, blown up on that'll my make, screen and trying to move around make, it and it's not giving nice me set. much of a... Yeah. Now, one of his IDs, the last one uh, that I'm looking at, uh, where it says expiration date, it says indefinite. Look at the guy's rank. He's <laughs> like, I fucking rank. It's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it finally came down. He was retired. <laughs> See the green one in the middle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to... Yeah. And I was retired in the end. Amazing stuff here. Really is. I didn't know that he was in New York City. And he was the commanding officer. He took over after Troy Allen. After who? I think I think I said Troy Allen, uh, who was loved by the unit. But there was Terry Allen, Terry Allen. But he was loved. Allen yeah. was loved by the unit, but apparently the the unit was a little rambunctious. And yeah. uh, so so, I mean, you know, I think it was in Italy or where the fuck were they were. It was a, a ceremony for, you know, to commemorate taking over, beating the Germans in this one region that they were having. And everybody had a, a formal ceremony and everything else, whereas the Big Red One looted wine stores and they partied. And they were really out of control. And a lot of complaints came coming in from the locals. And so anyways, some people say that Bradley put Hubner in there to, put him back in shape and all of a sudden he came in, you know, heavy handed and he had them going through all training again, weapons training again. And there was one uh, account where the guys said, we've been fighting fucking Nazis now for how long? And all of a sudden now they're going to give us weapons training. Are you serious? So morale started to dip and then it, it finally, it started to come back up again. But then Hubler was replaced with Andrus. 
Hubner, I think, could have been one of the one of the victims because of how many guys were lost in the Hurricane Forest. Because we just kept throwing guys in the meat grinder, and, and Hubner was one of them too. We just kept sending more guys in instead of circumventing the fucking forest and going around the Roar River dams. We just we lost thousands and thousands of fucking. They're still finding American bodies in those fucking forests. The Germans tore the shit out of us. Field Marshal Modell, they they kicked our, kicked the shit out of us. And the American Army doesn't want to admit that. They don't want to talk about that. That was a fucking law. You ever have a chance to see the movie when, when uh, Trumpets Fade, I think is the name of it, or something like that? It sort of touches on it. But anyway, a lot of generals were relieved, and and that, that could I think this could have been the case where uh, Cliff Andrus took control after that. And he was aggressive, too. He was a good general. But... Uh, but I couldn't pass it up. When I saw that, I, I put it in. Now, just to, to keep it, I won't say it on the air, but you see, uh, okay, let me see here. So I get the price, and I'll put what I get here so you guys can see. Uh, I'll give you a screenshot. You're in the chat room still, right? Yeah. So you can see the, you can see the hammer price. Hold on. Okay, here we go. I think I did okay. I think I did all right on it. You know, it would have been nice if it was wartime, but it's still who it is. Do you see the link? Did it open? I think I did okay. Not bad. Not bad for this no. collection. No, I don't think so. Not either. bad at all. No, no that's, you know, when it comes to when it comes to, to World War II uh, memorabilia like this, that's a that's that's a damn decent price. That's what I thought. I said, you know what? That's and and the, the nice. condition that they're in, by the looks of it, is, is is like mint almost. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. Boy, did you see it? Uh, hang on, just a minute. Let me. Um... Opening it up. <coughs> you know, I see the uh yeah, I see the collection of, of uh his IDs yeah. and stuff, yes. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to yeah, that way I didn't want to say the price on the air, but you know what I mean on the show. But you could see it. See where it says what it sold for over there? And see it says above it, you won this lot. Yeah, that's that's Mike. You did you did you got yourself a, a decent deal on that. Really yeah, I did. Think I did okay. Well, I'll put that together, gentlemen. See as always, a couple more things. Yeah. There you go. Go for it. Yeah. But gentlemen, unfortunately, and I didn't plan on overtime. I I was I was I was not planning on this tonight. But uh, I want to leave you with one final little story here uh, just to, to, to give you uh, an idea of what's happening in our country uh, as far as it relates to the Pledge of Allegiance. Apparently, the Pledge of Allegiance recitation was removed from, then restored to Michigan University's student government meetings. Apparently, the student government leaders at a Michigan University said Tuesday that 
a recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance would be restored to the agenda for their meetings after they voted last week to scrap it. Now, in a, in a statement on Facebook, the Grand Valley State University's Student Senate said they decided to restore the pledge to the agenda after it contemplated the many diverse perspectives of students and, shared, and stakeholders through, delib through deliberate dialogue. Excuse me. We worked to find a solution that we believe met the needs of all students. Under the new policy, students have the option to stand or not stand during the recitation of the pledge. <clears throat> the body voted last week to remove the Pledge of Allegiance from its agenda after its verbiage was deemed non-inclusive. Now, a video obtained by Campus Reform showed the Grand Valley State University Student Senate discussing the vote after weeks of debate. So, they, they vote to remove it because the, the verbiage was deemed non-inclusive? How the fuck is it non-inclusive? Unbelievable. But that's, that's what's happening in our colleges and universities, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's happening. So, there it is. As plain as, as, plain, as plain can get. Stupidity even in the colleges and universities. Well, gentlemen, it has been a pleasure, as always. I will be back for the Wednesday night edition, starting at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time, as always on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox and Online Broadcast Network. Thanks to Mike, Gunslinger, Boyd, Billy, uh, BZ, who was here, and uh, I'm definitely going to get in touch with BZ and uh, over the next day or so, and and make arrangements to uh, be a guest on his on his show. And uh, when that happens, I will bring it. I will tell you all about it. But in the meantime, it's time to call this a broadcast. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer, and this has been Firefox News Online. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, don't name it after me. Okay? Because that poor kid would be would be subject to ridicule. Believe it. <laughs> good night, guys. Catch you later. Good night, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. If you have any comments you'd like to share, we'd like to hear from you. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. And if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to send our way, you can send them to WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. Firefox News Online airs Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on multiple broadcast platforms. Go to Facebook.com slash FFNOP 
That's Facebook.com slash FFNOP. Or you can go to Facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist. That's Facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist, where you will find the links to all the live broadcasts. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition of Firefox News Online. Fair, balanced, and always responsible.